Wait a minute. How did this happen? We're smarter than this. Apparently not. What is up, Star Wars fans? This week on Their Only Legends, we got ourselves a pretty chill week, but we talk about a Legends Force ability now made canon, the introduction of the newly labeled eras, and what that means for the BBY-ABY timeline, as well as more. But first, question, why aren't you following us on Instagram? Answer, your responses are relevant because you're about to. <clears throat> These all the posts you were looking for, and you can find them at Their Only Legends. We're posting content on there all the time, like memes, trivia, comics, and more. Also, give us a follow on the Twitter at Only Legends Pod. We'll find a use for that one soon, like letting you know when an episode drops, or maybe when I'm going to delay the next release of the Thursday Theories bit. Now, I got a good one coming this week. If you've got any questions for us, any comments that you think we absolutely need to hear, a suggestion you're dying to throw our way, or maybe a correction that we are in dire need of knowing about, you can do all of that by sending us an email to theironlylegends at gmail.com. We'll read them live on the show, shout you out, just give your name and where you're listening from. And on top of all of that, lastly, Apple users, you know the drill. Hit us with them five-star ratings and reviews like you're a Tusken Raider tanning a bantha hide. Now let's get into some fucking Star Wars. Far away with a Jedi and a Sith and a smuggler's plate. We are two and Yoda, three PO and Leia, look Vader and later, Kylo Fit Parade. Don't tell me the eyes when I place on my bed. Who got the Chewbacca? There's no need to fret. Busters are primed in the corner, they're set. Then it's off with their heads like their name Jango Fett. I've seen these movies like 500 times. I'm solo shot first, ain't no change in my mind. Move with the force and the force is with me, so of course you will see even if I go blind. I'm on this journey of trials and lessons. Get lost in this wonder in a matter of seconds. Let's jump the light speed and tear through the heavens. Enjoy every minute, cause they're only legends. I watched The Force Awakens twice yesterday. Twice? Yeah, so, but like... Uh, cause like I told you, I'm doing like my version of the force awakens. So <clears throat> I turned it on and then was, then I was like, I'm going to start typing up my fucking theory. And then I was like, let me see if I could find an Auda- audacity tutorial for the Vader voice. And then I was preoccupied with that for most of the yeah. night. And by the, and so like I would mute the the TV as it, you know, scenes were coming up and I would I was working on my scene. And then like, I'm like, Oh shit, Kylo's talking, unmute, listen. And then try to replicate it or something. Yeah. And then uh, was doing that for a while. And then the movie was over. And then I turned on Star Wars Theory has a, uh, like, you know who Samuel Kim? Yeah, the guy who does, like, the mm-hmm. epic. Yeah, yeah. so so um, Star Wars Theory has an hour-long video called Darth Vader's Lo-Fi Hip-Hop or whatever. And it's just yeah. a bunch of Samuel Kim stuff. And so I just turned that on. And then I was typing away, and once that was over, I think I listened to it all the way through, and then another 30 minutes, and then turned Force Awakens back on, because I needed to know a part of a scene. Dude, I spent so much time last night just typing the, like, almost scene-by-scene description of what's happening, and then realized this is going to take forever and deleted it. <laughs> and then it was just like, basically my force awakens. It starts the exact same as the movie up until <laughs> so, I was like, okay, anyway, it's yeah. crazy when you get sucked into like creative projects like that, how, mm-hmm. how much of your time goes like that. And, or not Anakin, the, the Luke I was drawing last night, mm-hmm. like I started it in like, 
it's a really weird story how I came up with that idea. So I've always liked these like slender animation styles and like and yeah, um, it's kind of a mix between like Tim Burton and like the Gendy Tartavoski mm-hmm. is kind of the thing I'm going for. So like that was just kind of like a rough like I want to go through. I want to figure out exactly how I'm going to do his face because like his face doesn't look that good and obviously like the wrinkles and clothes. But I just wanted to throw something together to kind of put what was in my head on the tablet. And the way I came up with like the contours of the body so like the big head and like the slender body Mm -hmm. and i don't know if you've ever shared a shower with a woman their their hair yeah comes out yeah a lot of them like to just hang throw it up on the wall right so i get in the shower and there's just jade hair on the wall (laughs) that like i take (laughs) care of as i get out of the shower yeah and i'm looking at like i'm looking at this hair and i'm like this is kind of cool. So like there was like, it would be circles at the top where she would obviously like hold it. And then like a slender, mm-hmm. like, so you gained inspiration for your character design by, and hair. so I got out of the shower and I'm like, I want to sketch this out. So it started with that really rough sketch of like just mm-hmm. a thin, long body. And then I was like, this would be really cool. So then I actually like, I put the face on it and like, you know, showed where the face would be looking and like showed kind of the angles. And I like, I like the, arms kind of suction to the body and like going out like i just Mm -hmm. like the vibe of that yeah and yeah so literally like that luke culminated because i was looking at my wife's hair in the shower that's fucking awesome that's like that is the definition of art (laughs) yeah you gained inspiration from some random ass spot i want to keep working on that and like i'm gonna i'm about to start drawing like a character a day in that style and like tuning in how i'm going to like contour their faces i'm probably going to shrink the head down a little bit add more definition to their hair no pun intended yeah (laughs) and um yeah but it's it's kind of cool um, you should definitely upload it to the podcast, um, inst- Instagram, not just I, yours. I was going to, yeah, yeah. I okay. loaded it mine late last night, but I'll probably share it later. Um, but okay. we yeah. should probably just do an intro because I figure like we should just include some of this. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we we could technically have already started. <laughs> we have already started. What's up, everybody? <laughs> Welcome back to Their Only Legends. Um, it's your boy Spencer. I'm here with my man Tyler. Tyler yeah, yeah. was good. Nothing. Nothing's good at all. Everything's good. All of it's good. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, it's in the middle. It's it's no. As far as Star Wars goes, everything's all right. It's cool. It's mm-hmm. we're at a little bit of a slow train right now. Well, High Republic came out this week, which was cool. I finished the book. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Um, you slacking, bro. <laughs> like I can tell. Like the look on your full face. Full honesty, like it is so hard for me to listen to audiobooks. Like my attention span is so short. So like even listening to podcasts, it's hard for me to follow podcasts that like are an actual story. Right. Like I I love these ideas of like you know two hour long like murder podcasts. Like there's a uh, small town murders which I really really like, but they're like three hour shows and it's this happens and this happens and this happens and like i just tune out yeah and so all of a sudden you know like i also i try to listen to it while i'm at work and driving and mm-hmm. all this stuff and like <clears throat> all of a sudden it's like oh shit it's been 10 minutes and like i don't even like we're we fully know this character and i couldn't even tell you their name so then i got to restart that chapter and kind of listen back and it's it's yeah. so hard so i'm like five chapters in right now but there's like 40 something chapters Yes. Yeah, so. Um <laughs> so without spoiling anything, um 
And for those who are interested, uh, we will, once Spencer finally gets done with the book, we will do a review episode, which will be separate from a regular episode, just so that people who haven't read it don't have to have anything spoiled. Because um, we'll do some spoiler-heavy conversation about it. Um, it's dope. It's, uh, I mean, I don't, I, I, I have notes about it, and so I'm, like, trying to stay away from, so I can't remember most every character's name, like, and I'm, you know me, like, I know names, (laughs) like, I know, I, I'm very similar in the sense where I'll tune out, but I'll go back, I'll hit the back, like, 30-30 real quick, go back a minute, and listen, and be like, Okay, I didn't really need to go back. Like, there's a lot in the book that is filler. Um, because, you know, they're describing action scenes. And it's like, I'm listening to it. So from my perspective, I'm listening to it from a content perspective of like, what information is being given to me to build on the lore and world that is the Star Wars 200 years before episode one, right? Mm-hmm. So I like the the action scenes and shit like that's when I tune out. It's like I'm I'm listening for keywords, I'm listening for um interesting things, you know, to happen, but like when they're describing the way somebody's lightsaber whooshed through the air, you know, like that type of shit, like I'm like I, I I'm not <laughs> it's almost like I'm not reading this for enjoyment, I'm reading this for information it's like i'm reading it like a textbook um but it was still enjoyable like i I was still into it i was still anticipating what was going to happen and wondering like where is this going next type of deal um i when the book was over i was like oh fuck it's over like there's still so much more to to learn you know like what what about this and what about that and so like it wasn't like i was just like you know waiting for them to tell me new force powers or waiting for them to tell me new you know like bad bad guys and or whatever um but it is really really uh really interesting like opening the door to a a new uh section of the universe that we haven't experienced before where there are it's literal peacetime you know and there are thousands of jedi which i mean there was thousands of jedi during like ep one and ep two um but the jedi order seems to be a little more um fluid i guess mm-hmm. um like of course they still have like their their rules of like no attachments and all that but you can tell where the characters there's a few times where like the characters who have been in the order together since they were padawans since they were younglings they they recognize they're not supposed to form attachments and they don't consider it an attachment, but they have formed an attachment or a bond with, you know, a fellow Jedi. And it's like, but they, they like, are, they're not the way everybody in, like, Ep 1 and Ep 2 and Ep 3 seem to be, where it's like, Anakin, you can't have emotions, you know, or whatever. Right. You can't feel, you know, like an attachment to somebody. Uh, they don't, even bring it up like verbally they internalize it recognize it do their like force thing where they realize like hey you know we have a strong connection right and they just leave it at the end but it's pretty it's pretty dope you know like um there 
uh, we, I want you to finish it because I got, I got shit to say, bro. I got shit to say that I can't say without spoiling shit. Um, I'll, I'll try to get it finished this week. I, uh, um, like, but don't feel bad. Like if you, if you miss five, 10 minutes, don't feel like you need to go back and listen to it. It's 14 hours. So five, 10 minutes and 14 hours. If, if at some point you go, Hey, wait a minute, that, that, that doesn't make sense. They're talking about this, you know, like they've, like they've already discussed it. Then maybe go back to where you, you remember like, you know, fucking off, but um, don't don't feel the need to catch every single detail. And I was gonna text you that when you told, me, but then I was just like, I'm gonna let him read the book how he wants to read it, and let me not, you know. I feel obligated to, you know what I'm saying? Like, I have a genuine interest. Like, you and I started this podcast to dissect material, yeah. right? I I feel when I when I approach something like this, like I, I'm. I'm kind of torn because as a fan, I just want to engulf myself. I want to be like all bullshit, like podcast aside. Like I just want to enjoy the material and be like, wow, this is a new era of something that I love. And when I miss those 10 minute increments, because I, even though they're in my headphones, I'm, you know, doing something at work or I'm drawing and get kind of sucked in and I'm not really listening or or what have you. I, I tried to even listen to it while I was playing Squadrons and I just wasn't. Hell no. To, no, I tried to I tried to listen to it while playing Jedi Order, Fallen Order. Couldn't. Mm-hmm. No. Nah. Couldn't. Um Speaking like, of which, I got some gripes about that shit we won't talk about. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll hop into that yeah, in a yeah, sec for sure. Yeah. But like I, I feel like I just feel obligated to know every fucking detail. Like every de- I feel like so so I'm I'm split. Like part of me is like, you know what? take it in as you receive it enjoy it for what it is if you have like questions about something specifically be like oh okay they're doing this why are they doing this i must have like tuned out for that part go back and try to find that part but like i don't know i, I just i feel obligated to enjoy every second of it which i know is it's impossible <clears throat> it's impossible right. but like i don't know part of me just wants to pick it up in in paper format because like when i'm actually reading that is what grabs my focus because it's literally me reading a page. Well, if you um, think you'll get it done faster or like if, if that's a way you think that, you know, if you think you'll, you'll pick up the book and just fucking get sucked in, <coughs> then go for it. You know, like, yeah, do it. I, I would have done it, but I know that I bought in, uh, you know, Dawn of the Jedi a year ago and I haven't opened it yet. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, as much as I love reading, reading, um, I can't seem to make myself make time for it, you know? Yeah. So I, but I do know that I want to do anything but work while I'm at work. So I know that if I get an <laughs> audio book, I'll listen to that shit from yep. the moment I clock into the moment I clock out. Yeah. And, and like the thing is too, is like, I got to kind of remind myself where it's like, I can listen to this as many times as I want. Mm-hmm. I have an audible credit. It's only 14 hours long. I work, you know, 10 to 12 hours a day. Like, yeah, you, you already spent that audible credit to get it, so you have that book yeah. now permanently, you know. So if I listen to it, I could listen to it like nonstop three times back to back in a week and probably just pick up all the little things that I had missed here mm-hmm. and there prior and be like, Oh, that's why this happened and For sure. Maybe I'll just try to approach it with that mind state, but Well, and like I I definitely understand the the concept of um uh wanting to like dissect everything and <clears throat> I I get because like that's what I was trying to do, 
But the reason why I say not everything in the book needs, like when I tune out out of a scene, it's because like I started doing that about halfway through. Once I started like, you know, every every writer, every author has their own writing style. And I kind of just picked up on this guy's writing style and, and noted like no, I basically learned the times when I could tune out, like when I knew nothing important was going to come in. And I could I can't tell you like what it is like I don't I couldn't tell you uh, at what point like this guy decides to write a specific way like I just could tell like when I'm listening to a scene and it's like okay like also uh, was it Mark Thompson is that the guy who voiced it is that his name that sounds familiar I I don't I have it right here I'll pull it up because he's done he's done a lot of Star Wars books Um, almost every single one that I've read other than the Leia one. I think the Leia one was read by a female. Um, it's it's yeah. crazy, though, how much the person who narrates it can also, like, have f- an influence on how well you enjoy it. I mean, obviously, I'm sitting yeah. here and listening to this dude's voice for 14 hours. Yeah, he's Mark Thompson. Um, Mark Thompson. Yeah, I think Bloodline with the Leia book was the only one I've read of Star Wars that wasn't read by uh, Mark Thompson. He's really good with his voices. Um, they edit, they do the sound effects really good. Um, and he adds who it was in the first couple of chapters. He does like, it's like a, it, it's leading up I, I, without any spoilers. Yeah, is it the female in a con- pilot? Yeah. The female. Yeah. It's like, it sounds like a Valley girl. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, that was the, uh, the scanner chick. He's like, <laughs> I was, she's like, I don't know how to how do to that. Do you know how to do that. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because, uh, it was that dude's superior or whatever. She was one rank higher than him. I was thinking the right, same thing. I was two, like, bro, because that made me wonder. And I know we're about to fucking dive into the weeds here on it. And I don't want to, but one thought that I had was like, how much does the person, the author sit down with the, the guy who's narrating and then, you know, the guy who's going to do the reading and tell him how he imagines the person's voice. Like, they have to go over it, you know what I mean? Because if if he does a voice of a character that will later turn into a person in a movie or show, they have to make sure that voice is the same. Oh, and they have sure. to make sure they're on the same page. So, like, when I was listening to him do the Valley Girl voice, I was <laughs> like... Was this his decision? Or did he sounded, just decide? It sounded really good. It was not, really, really good. I was like, yeah. damn. Like, he like, nailed it. I could just it. see her, like, sitting back, filing her nails. Yeah, like, yeah. That's exactly. I don't know how to do that. You know how to do that. Because she's like, they updated the systems. Don't you know how to do this? And she's like, no. I never I always, bothered to learn. You know how to do yeah, everything. Yeah, because I knew you know how to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he did the, the trail off really good, you know. Right. Um, And just a, just a sidebar disclaimer i am at travis's house i'm house sitting dog sitting for him and there is a german shepherd puppy that i have to take care of so i put her in the garage because she was acting a fool playing her games and so now when she's done and i'm she'll start scratching at the door i'll have to step aside for spencer to take over for a few moments while i let the dog in so if there starts to be like commotion and shit i apologize ahead of time because she is probably 10 months old she's uh She's got a lot of energy. I call her I call her Shadow Dog because she's a pure black German Shepherd, except for like one little tuft of white on her chest. So she (laughs) looks like a shadow, like especially in the dark when the lights are off. Holy fuck! Like so, I call her Shadow Dog (laughs) because it's like also it's part of me like 
try not to be scared of her when I'm not expecting her to be sitting at the top of the stairs and then she's there. It's like, yeah. what's up, Shadow Dog? <laughs> <laughs> she's sweet, though. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, so we could actually, you know, speaking of this new book, right, they introduced a force power in this new book, and I know uh, that you, have you gotten to that part in the book? No. Okay, well. I don't so think I've it, met any Jedi yet. <clears throat> Holy shit! You are not anywhere near. No. Okay. Like, I've, I've well, it's interesting that you add it into the show notes, and then you haven't even gotten to that part in the book. Um, okay. So without spoiling anything, uh, well, that's funny. It's a. Uh... So uh, sorry for the pause there. I wrote a note in the the show notes last night for those who want a little behind the scenes. Spencer added in an article to a bit where they talk about in the book where the Jedi do a power that was only used in legends beforehand, which now has been made canon called the, uh, the Jedi, the Jedi, was it the force meld power? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> mind and meld or whatever. Yeah. Cause I think mind melding is from star Trek. So I think they call it the force meld. So that way it's not like infringing upon star Wars or star Trek rather. Um, sure. So I wrote a note underneath it saying, this is when that one Jedi chick gets everyone to help move that tank of explosive shit. And then Spencer said, haven't listened this far, LOL, which I didn't see. But it's a really <laughs> fucking vague description. <laughs> so it's like, you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, and you, and unfortunately, like, you know, you'll start to understand um, yeah. when, when, the, when it starts to happen. But so basically without spoiling the events of what happened the the force meld is essentially where one jedi and she and this is kind of like so that's the thing is like um one of the things that this book has done um well which i think uh need needs to be done more is uh or focused on more is kind of explaining how every jedi has the ability to use the force but every jedi has their strength in the force. Anakin's specific force power, like strength and force power, was ability to see the future, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, to sense the future, rather. That's why Qui-Gon makes the point of saying, you know, it is, you know, he has the ability to predict things before they happen or whatever. Um, and I, other than with Anakin specifically, they don't ever really touch on that in the in the saga films about anybody, you know. Um, and in this book, they start to focus on that. They actually they 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 say that kind of explicitly that you know every Jedi kind of has a, like a strength in a specific field. So this Force meld, this one Jedi has the ability to do it. And I think most Jedi could do it, but she's specifically really good at it. So she's kind of like, basically she links all the minds of as many Jedi that want to participate as possible. And no matter where they are in the galaxy, no matter what they're doing, they can focus and basically meditate on it and use, use like they all basically become one brain. So the more minds that become connected, the stronger the force becomes and they all use the force to then, accomplish one thing um and it's not it is not uh restricted by distance so 
That's super interesting. It's almost yeah. reminiscent of like Grogu's call to the other Jedi, where it's just like, I'm right. going to reach out and any other Jedi that's attuned with the Force is going to hear this call kind of thing. Yeah, and I wonder, like, so that I think is um, heavily because of Tython just being a center of the Force, basically. Yeah. Um, and then, and that being the seeing stone. But I think that's kind of a similar concept of like, Tython itself is uh, is basically it's like Dag- it's like the it's like a neutral version of Dagobah, right? Because Dagobah is supposed to be like this dark, uh, a dark side, not dark side, but yeah, dark side force energy planet, which is why Yoda hid there. Yeah. Uh, it protected his force signature from showing up, right. which is you know, um, and I you know like oh, like I think in Legends or I don't know if it's canon or Legends, but I think it might be Legends where like Yoda kills a, a dark side user when he gets there. And that's where the tree and cave come from, is his essence. Wasn't that uh, heir to the empire? I'm not sure. I heard it from a YouTube video, um, second hand, so I don't know where it came from. Um, I'm gonna look that up because that's but... where I'm not strong in the legends, which is like a <laughs> like. So here's the thing: I'm at work. I have had multiple people tell me in the last few weeks that they tell other people, like they'll be talking to somebody, and so for instance, uh, my not the Mike you all guys have heard, but my, my, my friend Mike that I work with, he's my, he's my lead in my department. His son is about 23 or 24, um, and they're both huge Star Wars nerds. Um, like, they just love it. But when they're talking about Star Wars with, like, Mike's girlfriend um, or anybody, Mike's son, um, uh, holy shit. I can't believe I'm I'm blanking on this motherfucker's name. I'm so glad they don't listen to the podcast. I feel terrible right now. Um, uh, I keep wanting anyway. uh, They go is Tyler like Tyler will know text Tyler because like at my dealership, I know more about it than anybody. And I'm trying to explain to people. No, because they're like, like Tyler, like Tyler, you're like a dictionary for Star Wars. And I'm like, no, guys, you don't get it. You don't get it. I don't know anything about Star Wars relative to other Star Wars fans. Like, bullshit. You know more than anybody here. Everybody comes in. Anytime someone has a question or a theory, they come to me to see if it would work. And I'm like, yeah, I know a lot about the movies. But if you listen to my podcast, you would hear that Spencer and I don't know half the trivia <laughs> that we go through, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like, and that's, you know, whatever. So, um, the legends aspect of it. We're is no where, experts, man. We're hell just, no. We're, we're just buddies that fan boys, bro. Fans. Yeah. yeah. So like um, when it comes to legends, that's where my strength and the force weakens. Go ahead. I'm trying to find where this exact reference is that like Yoda killed a, sith person on dagobah um i do see like I, i'm trying i don't know the specific book but i did see a uh it's a thread on stack exchange which is like a sci-fi blog where essentially it just says in the thrawn trilogy that it is noted that uh yoda came and, and killed uh somebody on dagobah yeah yeah so so yeah Go ahead. What? Uh, it says in the Thrawn trilogy, it's mentioned that Yoda killed a Bafash, 
Abafashi. It's B P F A S S H I. Dark okay. Jedi on Dagobah. This death created the dark side cave. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so with a similar concept of like Tython and just being a hub of force energy and Dagobah being a hub of dark side energy, I think when you take the mind, not mind meld, but the force meld, and you take all of those Jedi minds and link them together, it basically the like so like when she's not directly no she is um trying to do the spoiler free so like it it basically starts out with jedi in her vicinity and then once they're all connected it expands so it's like the more jedi minds you get the more force like the the more sensitive the signal becomes and then more people can pick up on it and i think it's to that similar effect of like like where Tython is just a bunch of force energy, the more Jedi minds that you connect creates more force energy, and then it expands across the, the galaxy or whatever. It's so. like an MLM for the force. Yes, it's exactly that. <laughs> um, like I'm going to send out a beacon, and then three Jedis are going to get on board, and then once we're all on board, they're going to send out to three Jedi each, and or, or whatever. <laughs> three, 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 yeah, it's going to fucking expand all the way And out. then they're yeah. going to be on your Facebook wall trying to mm-hmm. sell you yeah and because and because yeah (laughs) you don't hate on amway bro i was an amway independent business owner at one point i was too bro of course we were of course we were. the only thing i cared about was those goddamn energy drinks the excess Excess energy energy all day baby all day man uh my favorite was the uh uh the guava Mm -hmm. uh so good and they also had like vitamins and stuff Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. like like, makeup and stuff too yeah um but yeah, so that's 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 that force mill that they introduced, um, and made it made it canon, which I think it's a pretty cool thing. But um, I don't know how many people have the ability to do it. Um, I'm just happy that they're exploring new areas of the force like that. Like me that's too. super cool, and also like continuing on with like Mandalorian, they're introducing they're bringing things from Legends yeah. into canon. Yeah. Which is great. Like, I have a list in front of me from fandom.com of, like, all of the Legends appearances that um, Force Melding or whatever it was, it Force Melding? Yeah. Uh, was in. And it was, like, there's a, there's a gang of Legends novels, primarily, like, the New Jedi Order book series, but uh, Outbound Flight, Vision of the Future, which was a Timothy Zahn novel, Survivor's Quest, like, all sorts of just good shit. Mm-hmm has has included this but like people like you or i that's like oh i've seen the movies a million times but i haven't really dipped my toe into the vast universe that is legends like Mm -hmm. we we might have heard about it but not really know about it um so it's kind of cool that they're bringing it like to the forefront and they're like yeah this is something that exists and we'll probably be seeing more of it yeah man um real quick i'm gonna go let this psycho dog in she's scratching at the door so you can either talk talk to the people as i knock shit over or i will talk to the people Ooh, talk i got that nice the... crotch shot yeah you like that <laughs> look at my vagina all right yes sir. um let's see yeah yeah okay yeah i'm gonna go uh let this insane animal in i'll be right back sounds good his headphones are off. He can't hear what I'm saying. He's looking at me though. 
and he's off what's up everybody it's time to hijack the show he's out letting this dog out uh real quick i wanted to shout out somebody on instagram i want to shout out ob will kenobi underscore um they've been really cool with like engaging with the page and they shared it uh thanks man i i really appreciate it we we appreciate you saying the the kind words about us and uh, if you all want to go over and check out Will's page, um, he does like action figure photography. Um, most recently, it looks like he posted this cool diorama that uh, it's like an interior Death Star diorama. It's got Luke lit up with a beautifully done green lightsaber and some stormtroopers collapse behind him. Super sick. So go check out Obi Will Kenobi. That's at Obi Will Kenobi underscore all one word. Um, Will, I really appreciate it, man. Um, but other than that, I don't know what to say to y'all. I, I guess this is going to be kind of like what I did to Tyler last week where he just kind of let me go and he let me pee. Maybe that's what he's off doing right now because the garage ain't that far away. But I'm getting a nice, beautiful interior shot of Travis's house. Very nice. I've been there one time when I was on Psych Pod, shoot, like a year and a half ago. And he's walking back. He's walking into the kitchen. Um can't wait for this covid stuff to be over so i can go start hanging out at people's houses again and and doing this in person it's kind of hard to do this remotely like oh and he's going back downstairs we uh we try to put out the best quality production that we can over you know google and skype and zoom and discord and trying different different programs trying to see what we can do to come up with the best quality production that we can um it's definitely been a learning curve as with anything else related to the pandemic but uh i i do look forward to the day that tyler and i can sit down and talk face to face i know that we're like they keep talking about bringing me into an x x wing miniatures game i think it'd be kind of fun to uh maybe live podcast something like that do like a D like role play style game but we could all sit down and and like record it maybe even video it um so that'd be super cool but man he's going back downstairs i'm just gonna sit here and ramble y'all uh how's your day going it's going good let's see this comes out wednesday who knows what can happen between now and Wednesday. We're recording this on the morning of Sunday the 10th. And it's a gloomy day out here in Portland, Oregon. But other than that, shoot, I think when we're done with this, I'm going to draw a little bit. Um, Yeah. And he might be back. No. Yeah. No. There he is. There he is. What's up, okay. dude? Oh, Jesus Christ. That's a lot harder than it seems. So, <laughs> like, I just sit and rambled for like two minutes. But Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to talk to people that aren't there. <laughs> I, like, I shouted out uh, <laughs> this dude, Obi-Will Kenobi. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, Obi-Will, dude. Fuck yeah, dude. Dude, you... Uh, I appreciate he shared the page and he most recently commented on one of our uh, our promos for last week's episode and 
said we're doing a good job keep up the good work and you know shit like that is appreciated especially from like people that we don't know like it means that other people are hopping onto the show and like enjoying hanging out with us which is what it's all about so hell yeah shout out to obi will kenobi underscore go follow him for some dope action figure photography and stuff hell yeah dude yeah i saw some of his work it's really good um this fucking crazy dog (laughs) she uh had muddy paws and so when i was trying to uh get her to come back to me so i could wipe them down she got scared and peed (laughs) oh my god then i had to clean the pee off the ground I wasn't even yelling at you. Please don't have a squeaker in that toy. Son of a bitch! (laughs) You get the little cameo appearance from the pup? Yeah, she's, uh, I don't know. See, the thing is, I would normally be doing this down in the office where Travis and I normally record, and I could have the door closed and she could do whatever she wants, but um, the, the Wi-Fi is not good down there. Travis and I did a podcast, our most recent episode of Psych. He was downstairs and his video, I mean, the audio came out fine, I think. I didn't listen to it all the way through, but uh, the video was so bad, he kept freezing every three seconds. And like, I, I know how distracting that is. And so like, I didn't want that to happen here. And I was like, it's horribly distracting. Yeah. I was like, maybe this dog will do what she did last night and just chill. Yeah. When we had a uh, Mike on, it was honestly really cool to go back and listen to that episode and hear all of the cool stuff that like I didn't get to participate in oh, dude, during I feel the so actual bad about recording. That. It's all good. I got this beautiful hundred net ether or a hundred foot Ethernet cable now. Like Dude, and both times we've recorded since, you've been fine. You know. Crisp. Yeah, Crisp, dude, bro. It's been fine. It's been on everybody else's end. But yeah, so okay. We left off with um talking about Legends Force Powers. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, you were talking about things being brought into Legends. Was there a list of things you wanted to talk about, or was just did you want to plug the list? Oh, of... no, I was just saying I had a list of, like, appearances that mm. the Force Meld had uh Oh, had that's, what, that's what you read, Those that's what yeah, you were saying. Yeah. Okay, my bad, I misunderstood that. Um, so, did you want to talk about the Rick and Morty guy, or do you want to talk about something else? We'll talk about him. Uh, we're very light for from news in the last week um obviously we're kind of coming down off of the high that was the mandalorian season finale have you gone back and visited that at all like in the last couple weeks no i I started re-watching season two and i'm on like episode three of season two um i re-watched um so i don't i think we talked about it last episode where uh, we watched like 13 hours of Star Wars on New Year's Day mm-hmm. while playing X-Wing and shit. Um, I feel like we talked about that. Did I talk about that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know. <laughs> I, didn't, I think I was looking away from my screen, so I didn't see if you nodded or anything. Um, but yeah, so like I started to rewatch Mandalorian Season 1 during that. Um, and it's pretty dope. I mean... It still holds up a year later, you know? <laughs> um, but knowing yeah. how dope season two gets, that's the tough part. Yeah. It's not it's not bad. Season one's not bad. But knowing what comes in season two. Speaking of which, my parents, I think, are going to start watching Star Wars. Uh, or my, my mom already loves Star Wars. But my stepdad, they're almost done with Shameless. 
And okay. uh, once they get done with Shameless, my mom said that they think they're starting the Star Wars movies. So I can't wait for my stepdad to get into that. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, uh, he's yeah. You were saying that he was hanging out with his buddies, and they convinced him to yeah. But then they to watch it. Then they fucking so they ended up. The whole plan was that they were on New Year's the day before New Year's Eve. They were gonna go with their friends. There was a it was like a couples retreat. The the four mm-hmm. of them, and they were all they were gonna go drive around in the side by side and shoot their guns. And at night they were gonna watch all the Star Wars movies, and they were gonna watch all nine of them or all eleven movies. Uh, by the end awesome. of the weekend, huh? That sounds awesome. Yeah, it sounds really fun. And so, like my stepdad, who doesn't like I've said, isn't a sci-fi fan, isn't a fantasy fan, right? He's not into Lord of the Rings. He doesn't like Harry Potter. Um, he's and he's never seen Star Wars like all the way through. He finally had gotten to the point, like mentally, where he was like, "All right, I'm gonna do this. We're gonna watch these movies." Um, Time to see what the hype's about. Yeah, and then. He got a hold of his buddy and was like, so what's what we're doing this is what we're doing this weekend still. And uh, he's like, yeah, well, uh, we ended up watching all the Star Wars movies this weekend. So we're probably not going to want to watch them all again. <laughs> and, oh, man. and then the, the whole like trip fell apart um, mm-hmm. just because like what where they thought they were going didn't turn out being what they thought it was. And there wasn't like anywhere to shoot the guns and there wasn't anywhere to ride the side by side. And there was only like one couch and one bed instead of more than the, you know, just oh, no. all. and then I had gotten in my car accident like the day before they were supposed to go. So like yeah. they ended up just hanging out together at their place on new year's Eve. And I ended up going home. Um, but so that is kind of good for me because I wanted to, I love showing people star Wars. Oh yeah. I love it. And it was funny as he goes, my stepdad, when he first told me that they were going to do this, he was like, so we're having a debate and about, about, you know, the movies. And I go, are you trying to figure out in which order to watch them? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. And I was like, there is no debate. You watch them in order of release. Yeah. And, and he goes, he goes, okay, so why do you say that? Because that's what I was thinking would make sense. But they were saying to watch them in order of one through nine. And I was like, no, no, no. The reason being is George Lucas, when he made episodes one, two, and three, he made them with the thought in mind that the people watching them had already seen the original three movies. So there's things in the movies that you won't pick up on unless you've seen the first three movies. Otherwise, they just they just go over your head. Like, and it's not important information. You know, it's just like fan service shit. Nuances, but but it's like it also makes sense to watch it in order of like style, right? Mm-hmm. used to watching now all of these big crazy epic movies start with the old shit work your way up to the new shit it'll be easier on you instead of starting with like you know decent cgi then going to really old 70s style and then jumping all the way back to modern you know technology might be a little yeah. bit much so yeah he's like okay and then he talked to his buddy and his buddy's like oh yeah that makes a lot more sense <laughs> It, it does. Hey, like I, I've gone back and forth on that over the years about like you know just being somebody who, in my social circles, is known as like the Star Wars one. Yeah. When me people too. That's, ask that's like, me. yeah, yeah, people ask like you know what order should I watch them in? Sometimes I'll be like, do it in theatrical release, man. Like just like you said, start with the seventies and eighties flicks, go to the nineties two thousands flicks, and then like so on, and then like 
me as a fan and and knowing the order like i can i can jump into a new project and know oh this takes place at this time and so like i already know just because i'm so programmed about like you know all of this has already happened none of this stuff has happened we're right here yeah um like i just from talking so much about star wars at work like i have a lot of coworkers that are like yeah i've seen the original trilogy or i've seen some of the prequels the prequels suck you know they're still in that camp of like yeah. they fell off of star wars back after the prequels and i'm like i've i've not convinced them but i think just from all of us talking i've had some coworkers get into the mandalorian like many mm-hmm. other people and so it's been kind of fun like just this last week my coworker ramon he uh he comes into my office he's like you know what, Spencer? I'm going to do it. I'm like, do what, dude? He's like, <laughs> like I'm going to start the Mandalorian. <laughs> and I'm like, hell yeah. Like, yeah. that's fucking awesome. I'm like, enjoy it. Like, anything you want to know about, let me know. Yeah. So he takes his lunch like half an hour before mine. So I go up into the, the break room and he's sitting there and he's got his phone in front of his face and he's just finishing up, you know, episode, you know, the first chapter of Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. He's like, so... He's like, what's what's with the little green green guy, the baby Yoda guy? I'm like, what do you mean? What's up with him? He's like, what's what's his significance? I'm like, well, you got to kind of watch the show for that. He's like, what kind of species is he? I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't know, man. Like, that's that's like one of the few mysteries left in the Star Wars universe. He's like, okay, well, what what planet is he from? I'm like, dude i i don't know like (laughs) like you're starting with the questions of stuff that's like legitimately we don't know that's kind of the mystery surrounding him that's what kind of makes this little baby creature so special yeah and uh but like just it's it's so interesting watching people who aren't super well versed in the star wars universe kind of like pick things up and what what is it that grabs their attention because you and me like we, we could sit down and like I can watch chapter one of the Mandalorian now for the fucking 10th time and be like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's, you know, carbonite slabs. That's cool that, that, you know, we know that return of the Jedi takes place five years before this. And that's when they first started using carbonite to freeze bounties, Mm -hmm. you know, because Darth Vader does it. And then Boba Fett takes the bounty to Jabba, blah, blah, blah. So then when they're on the razor crest and you see all the slabs of carbonite with all the Mm -hmm. different bounties, that's cool that that's, you know, that's what we start going to, but other people are like, oh, hey, isn't that the same thing that Han Solo was in in that one movie? And you're like, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. that is the same thing. But it's just kind of cool, like, seeing what people pick up on. Yeah, one of the things that um, <clears throat> I struggle with as a Star Wars fan, um, as in-depth as um, we are, you know, is, like, I I I feel like, so like for me, I know I'm almost like with what they're what we've been given as far as them pulling stuff from legends. I am I would say probably top 4%. You know, you and I are top 4. You might be a little higher than me as far as of fans that are like with the the most enjoyment, right? Mm-hmm. As far as peak enjoyment. We're in the top 4 or 5% of of people who enjoy it the absolute most. Because we have, like, it is my belief that everybody enjoys shit how they want to enjoy it, right? I'm not, and it is all subjective, but it is my personal opinion that if you want to enjoy The Mandalorian as much as possible, you need to have almost 
in like taken in almost every single piece of Star Wars going into it, mm-hmm. leading up to and past it. You need yep. to have seen every movie, every watched damn near every episode of Rebels and Clone Wars, mm-hmm. and even and like and then like, there's like the top one percent of people who like I didn't know what Tython was, but guys like Star Wars Theory did because he mm-hmm. they they've seen it in comics and they read all of the Legends novels you know, before they were legends. Um, and oh my God, how dope of a podcast name is that before they were legends? That's oh, actually kind of cool. Yeah. We should do that like as a segment for like when we talk about legends, books and comics, because okay. like, before they were legends, like, because they weren't legends, they were canon at one point. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Uh, this is how creativity works. People <laughs> shit just vomits <laughs> out of your mouth. And then it's, th- how do you think we came up with the podcast name for this? Um, yep. so anyway, going back to what I was talking about, like if you, if you haven't, like for instance, my stepdad and my mom, they have no idea who Ahsoka is. Mm-mm. They're not going to understand the significance that Ahsoka Tano gets name dropped. They don't have an idea who Bo-Katan is. They don't know the significance Mm-mm. of that owl painted Mandalorian helmet. You know, it's like, but it's it's not going to make it less less enjoyable for them, but it's not going to be as enjoyable, in my opinion, as it was for me and you when, like, we heard rumors that Ahsoka Tano. Well, it wasn't rumors; it was basically confirmed Ahsoka, but we didn't know we were going to get Bo-Katan. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, Bo-Katan's helmet comes off, and it's like, well, I, I mean, I, I didn't you, go ahead. Do you think that not knowing the lore behind these characters? does make it less enjoyable for them or do you think that if somebody is captured by the magic that is the mandalorian and they're like you know what i don't know a lot about star wars but i really like this show do you think that them being do you think rosario dawson's portrayal of ahsoka tano is kind of a cool first glimpse at that character um, or do you think that you need that background to kind of enjoy it? I point. see for me, it'd be kind of exciting to be like, wow, like this is a really cool Jedi. They got two white lightsabers and like. <sighs> I, 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 I see what you're doing. I see what you're saying. It, it would and be almost exciting to be like. There is all this other content where we can see how this badass character came to be who she was. Like, and I think part of that's intentional. And I think yeah. I think Favreau and Filoni knew that creating Mandalorian that like it's it's like the Trojan horse of like, hey, here's this really cool, awesome show, but there's all these little things hidden inside of it that once you start getting curious and you're like, who's that? Oh, who's that? Oh, I know Boba Fett. How does Boba Fett like? Oh, and then that that encourages people to go back because, I mean, it it was reported that after Mandalorian was done, that Clone Wars got more views than ever before. Like they were reporting crazy high view numbers, which you have to think was intentional. I mean, it was the same thing where it was like we hit a point after the Ahsoka episode in Mandalorian where I told Jade, I'm like, before we move forward, I feel like there's some things that you should know. (laughs) <laughs> and yeah here's season seven of the clone wars <laughs> like, yeah just just yeah see a and little like bit of it. the way you had said to me bro if you're just at least watch season seven mm-hmm. like i have um kind of adopted the same thing it's like look you if you're already a star wars fan if you've already seen the ahsoka episode 
It's like, you already know who Anakin is. You know who Obi-Wan is. You know who Darth Maul is. You know, you've mm-hmm. seen Bo-Katan. It's like, all right, you've seen Ahsoka. Ahsoka was Anakin's Padawan. This is like, and then go. And then here you go. Go watch season seven and try not to cry. You know, <laughs> like yeah. that's so. Um, but so to your point, though, I think I need to rephrase what I was saying then, because it's not enjoyment. It's excitement. I think it, I think they when somebody who doesn't know who Bo-Katan and doesn't know who um, uh, fucking sorry, Ahsoka is the dog's like whipping her thing around and I'm not trying to have her knock over anything into my electric stuff anyway. Um, yeah, so like they don't know who Bo-Katan and Ahsoka are. So when they hear the name or see the face, they don't have the same excitement level as we do. But mm-hmm. they, in theory, arguably, could be m- more enjoying, for instance, Rosario Dawson's portrayal of Ahsoka because they don't have any preconceived notions of what she's supposed to be. So they yeah. don't see the flaws that we see. They don't have the um, opinion of how she should look or how she should act because they don't know what she's supposed to do. And now they can go back and learn about the, the rise of Ahsoka and be like, oh, cool, this is awesome, you know? Or like, And then they don't, ha- like, because they're not going to... Whereas we saw Ahsoka grow up, and we are like, this is who she is, and then we have a giant gap of like, oh, now she's this person. Mm-hmm. They are going to be like, we know where she where she ends up. It's the Darth Vader thing. It's Darth Vader... Yeah. And then the prequels. We already knew how we already knew Anakin turned to Darth Vader and came back. Now tell us how he got there. So we right. got to learn about Anakin. We're like, oh, Anakin's dope. But if we had learned about Anakin, if we had been given the prequels, and then boom, here's 19 years later, we'd be like, hold up, how'd the whiny fuck turn into that? You know, exactly. So I think yeah. So I think I need to change what I what what I'm saying is not that we enjoy it more. It's that we get we get excited more. But they might arguably enjoy it more because, like, it's it's opening the door to them to go experience all of these other Star Wars things. Whereas, like, we've talked about multiple times how hard Clone Wars was to get into. Mm-hmm. But this could be the reason why people have no problem getting into Clone Wars because they, they loved Ahsoka and they want to see more Ahsoka, you know? Yeah, kind of, um, like, opposite for a lot of people where it's, like, we enjoy the Mandalorian not just because of this, but like we enjoy the nuances of Mandalorian because we're familiar with these characters. So there might be people that go back and visit Rebels or Clone Wars now that enjoy those shows now. Like, because now I am more motivated than ever to pick apart. Like, there's so much there that even though I've watched through it once or twice now, mm-hmm. like the fact, like right now, I'm only, you know, halfway through the rebel series mm-hmm. and like i've watched them all passively but like actually sitting down and focusing and paying attention to all the little details of like oh that's cool how these ships looked like this like i just watched the episode about how the b-wing was introduced to the rebel fleet and there was like this tiny little uh uh what was he um, a moncali mm-hmm. who was like this little old dude who created this b-wing and he's like, I've never flown it. I don't know. But like Hera gets in there and she's flying around these beautiful cinematic scenes. And it's like, I've never gave a fuck about a B-Wing before. 
like they're the cool like yeah, I know, the t-shaped ships but like, like i've never cared about those ships but seeing him like basically pull the cloak off of this beautiful b-wing and her sitting in there and they're like this is going to be one of the instrumental weapons that's going to help take down the empire mm-hmm. like all of a sudden now i can go back and watch the ot and be like wow like now there's all these b-wings and it started from that little moment of hera you know like any other star wars plot being stranded on this fucking planet because their shit broke and then they're trying to find parts they end up in the shipyard and the dude there has a b-wing happens to have a ship he's been working on that yeah designing and like it's super cool man and like i don't know if i would have had the motivation to go back and other than the podcast and other than mandalorian have the motivation to go back and revisit these animated series and give them the attention that they deserve as legitimate quality star wars projects like right now there is so much canon material outside of books outside of comics that we can enjoy and learn shit from like i've never slowed down and watched these shows and like taken in all the minute details Mm -hmm. and like honestly every week dave filoni grows more and more of a genius in my eyes like He's this, our George Lucas, man. I mean, the 100%. new the, the, he's he's Lucas 2.0 basically, yeah. you know. Like like Rebels is incredible. If you haven't like I'm not saying this just to you but anyone listening like you're listening to this podcast, you're obviously a Star Wars fan. If you have not, and I've said this before, if you have not visited Clone Wars and Rebels, like you're doing yourself a disservice. There's some good stuff. There's a lot of filler shit in there and there's a lot of whatever, but like slowly but surely like kanan jarris is mm-hmm. becoming one of my favorite jedi like he is the embodiment of what you would want to see from a post order 66 jedi like reserved and tactical mm-hmm. but still true to his moral values that he's you know become familiar with growing up in the jedi order like and, and watching uh, Ezra kind of deal with his battle with his home life and kind of being orphaned into this war and mm-hmm. him getting under Kanan's wing and him struggling with, oh, okay, well, I'm going to spend a few episodes over here and train with Darth Maul. And I'm going <sighs> to yeah. do it's like it's there's so much good shit there. And like, I don't know, like uh, Maul, I guess this whole this whole thing can be yeah. summed up with like I'm really enjoying Rebels and Clone Wars, and I don't think that I would have gone back and visited these with the kind of attention to detail that I am without projects like The Mandalorian. Right. No, that's yeah. that's super awesome. I mean, for me, um, so my my visiting Clone Wars, my when I picked up Clone Wars initially prior to you sending me the list right i went to watch clone wars because i believe it was after mandalorian let me think let me think let me think um yeah because mandalorian and then rise of skywalker and i believe it was the beginning of this year not this year we're in 2021 bro so in 2020 um uh i was just like rise of skywalker was done it was Star Wars season, which now, which is funny, is like it used to just be like the last few years is like December starts coming up and we start creeping up on the next Star Wars movie, whether it be 
you know, when it, whether it was Rogue One that was going to come out or one of the next saga movies, it was like for, and there was like this high of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Since we started this podcast, the high has not gone away. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, um, I really wanted to, I wanted to, I needed more Star Wars. I was like, I need more Star Wars. So I'm like, fuck it. I've tried Clone Wars before. It was really tough to get through. Um, but you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna give it a shot. And I tried again, and it was still like I just couldn't get through it. And then I talked to you, and you were like, bro, I found this list. It's It cuts out all of the cheese, all of the unnecessary bullshit. Because there's a lot of that in Clone Wars. Like, in the, in one of the hard parts about Clone Wars is that it's not necessarily chronological. Mm-hmm. It jumps around a lot. So this list, which if you do, you know where you found the list, or do you think you can find that like later, like for next week, we can plug it. I'll find it and I'll post it on Instagram. Cause, okay, yeah, because I have the. list. I'll post it on Instagram on Wednesday, the day this comes out. Okay, yeah, that's dope. That'd be a good idea. Um, so yeah, follow the get that list because it's like what is it, sixty episodes or something less yeah, than it that? Cuts, or? It cuts it down to basically it's like thirty percent of the actual show. Yeah. But not only does it cut out a bunch of the fat, which which if you want to visit that stuff, like there are there is good stuff to be yeah, found no, in that. Is. But this is yeah. like the essential like go through and watch these episodes they're in and it puts them in chronological order so like the first you know three episodes might be in season two and then it comes back to a season one episode and then you're jumping to season four because clone wars still had george lucas involved so much you know authentic to his style it was released kind of out of order so that as you're watching it you can see that you know this battle on this planet takes place and then all of a sudden it's going to jump to you know six months before that and kind of show you the build-up to that interaction and it it, it bounces you around and like yeah it could take a couple episodes to get back to something that you were watching you know yeah yeah so and then they they heavily format the show around arcs so like there's a lot of two to three episodes in a row that are this arc and um there are like essential arcs that you should watch to kind of understand when they expand on the force a little bit and they expand on this particular character a little bit you get to know a lot of what were essentially background characters in the prequels a lot of these jedis that kind of hung around in the back and you know Plo Koon or Kiati Mundi or some mm-hmm. of these people that maybe had like one or two lines that all of a sudden are now like oh wow these are really important characters so that when I go back and I revisit Attack of the Clones or Revenge of the Sith I know a little bit about them I might even know how they came to be a Jedi or where they came from um it's it's really just provides perspective but right. Yeah, so I'll I'll find this list and and I'll I'll get it posted. But uh yeah, it's really just it trims out a bunch of the fat. It's like if you're interested in Clone Wars but are kind of overwhelmed about the thought of going on a seven season endeavor of a child's animated TV show, mm-hmm. like this is kind of like here is the the episodes with substance in the order that you should watch them so that you kind of have a grasp of like even though I'm only watching a third of the show, I can watch these episodes and be like I know what happens in the Clone Wars. Right. And then once you yeah. get done with it, you watch season seven. And as, as they go by, the animation gets better. And it, you stop mm-hmm. thinking about it being a kid's show. Um, yeah. They have motion. Like, there's a there's a fight between Maul and Ahsoka in season seven. That whole thing is motion captured. Ray Park is in the mocap suit being mall you know like so it's not like they're just like computer generated fights they had actual people 
with sticks the same way they would do a video game doing these fights. And so like, it's not just crazy computer generated fight styles. It's, it's legit, legit stuff. And so, um, uh, yeah. So if it wasn't for you giving me that list, I probably, and of course I haven't, I'm actually, um, going to work through where I left off. I, I, so I had a set, I had the list. I had to create a new version of the list so I could start checking it off. And I have to find that version of the list. Cause I don't know where I left off. Cause I do want to watch more of it. And, um, I might end up going back and watching like the, uh, watching it in order of release instead of just chronological, just so I can get the other extra. But mm-hmm. I, uh, if it wasn't for you starting rebels, I wouldn't have started rebels. You know, like I, I mean, I did start rebels. I saw two minutes of it. I saw the style of animation and I turned it off because I'm, I'm a human being and I'm, and I'm prejudicial when it comes to shit like that. You know, sure. it's like, it's like, um, I don't even know if it's a real word, but anyway, um, <laughs> but yeah, so, and it is quality shit. Like, um, Ezra is, is like a dope at, he's like a kid who knows he has force abilities, but it's just like, using them but he doesn't really know he he knows what he doesn't know and he uses them to just survive right running yeah. around the fucking outer rim mid rim wherever he is he just... creates a cool lightsaber which is out a of combination a bla- oh of a blaster God. like he makes it out of a blaster it's like a combination of a blaster and a lightsaber yeah and um it, it it's kind of cool like like touch on what you said of like he doesn't know the force but he still tries to use it to survive yeah i just watched an episode the other day of like it's a very common trope in that show, which, which rebels is chronological. So rebels start to finish is chronological, but there's a very common trope in that show where they like him and, uh, Ezra and, uh, I just said Kanan have stormtrooper armor. So Ezra has his cadet armor from when he infiltrated the Imperial Academy. So (laughs) he has his helmet that he wears all the time on different missions and stuff. And it's just kind of a cool signature look for him. And then they also have just straight up stormtrooper armor. So there's, there's a lot of times where you'll see them like when they're going to infiltrate, you know, uh, uh, Imperial outpost or something, all of a sudden it's like, Oh, you know, stormtrooper armor's back on. Yeah. They'll, they'll never suspect a stormtrooper walking with a cadet, you know? Yeah. And, uh, using the force so like they're sitting there and they're trying to move these crates of something i forgot what it was but these stormtroopers come up and ezra's like looks at Kane and he's like i got this and he looks at them he's like you're not interested in what we're doing and the stormtroopers basically like the fuck we aren't like yeah and Kanan's like no 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 step back ezra he's like you're not interested in what we're doing. And they're like, I'm not interested in what you're doing. Like, yeah. It's just kind of cool. And, and they go and they like laugh about it. And it's, it's just like a fun lighthearted show, but it has like deep, cool character moments. That's something I like about Ezra is, um, even though, and I'm like, I, I haven't seen a lot. I've seen the first few episodes and then I jumped ahead because I wanted to see Maul. Mm-hmm. I jumped ahead to the seasons with Maul. Um, yeah the episodes with Maul where like they, it's already Ahsoka and Kanan and Ezra and Maul. And like, I am a sucker for the villain becoming an anti-hero and teaming up with your, your hero, you know, like I, so seeing Ahsoka and Maul having known what they've been through against each other Mm -hmm. and to see them just coexisting and even though they're kind of taking little jabs at each other while they have conversation, like the fact that they're not trying to chop each other's heads off 
yeah. and the fact that they're kind of working towards a similar goal. Um, having seen season seven, knowing what Maul was trying to warn them about, and then knowing that Ahsoka had to learn the hard way that she probably should have listened to him. Yeah. That kind of, even though it, like season seven wasn't a thing when Rebels was out or came out, like adding that maybe like, you know, you could, it could be projecting, but it kind of like helps add to the head canon of like, that's probably why she's, you know, at times like, cause I haven't seen the full arc. I haven't seen the whole show. So I don't know how it ends. I know that I know that Obi-Wan and Maul ultimately that's how Maul dies. Um, but like, you know, just taking that little bit and being like, there's probably a part of Ahsoka that wishes she would have taken up Maul's offer, you know, yeah. on Mandalore to, to, you know, and so anyway, but like this, like the shows, I, if I were to, if I were to give anybody some advice, I would say, give them a chance. That's all. Like, for sure if it's not your thing after f- like four or five episodes, it's not your thing, but there is a lot of really cool shit to know. Um, and to kind of circle back to what we were talking about, as far as people enjoying or having more excitement, not seeing it. Um, the, what I, there's two, two people, there's two characters, two moments that I would say, um, would you like you would people like you and I, those maybe not enjoyed, maybe not more excited, but they meant more to us than someone who hasn't seen stuff prior. Yeah. Boba Fett getting that armor. First of all, Boba Fett being alive in general, right? Mm-hmm. So like people who, 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 cause there are people who started like star Wars with Mandalorian, you know, that's where, that's where like they, they started their star Wars with Mandalorian. And so they're watching it without seeing the movies before. So when Boba Fett shows up, they go, who's this guy? Oh, okay. He's got that really cool Mandalorian armor. That's his armor. Okay, cool. Well, he's he's a badass. That's really awesome. You know, look at look how savage this guy is. These are the same people who saw Mando in season one and be like, and "Oh, like, that's Boba Fett." Who's the shiny <laughs> like, Boba Fett? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's like if you haven't watched um, the original trilogy, and if you hadn't like heard of and learned of the 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 legends lore of the character that is Boba Fett and the, the massive fan base that is obsessed with him, you know, despite the fact in the movies, not doing pretty much anything. It doesn't mean as much to you when he dons that armor and he becomes the guy you always knew he would have been had he not died or died. You know, obviously he's not dead, but for fucking 40 years, we thought he was dead, you know? Um, and the other, and it's like it just doesn't it doesn't mean as much to the people who started with Mandalorian that, as it does to us. And the other one is Luke. If you didn't like, if somebody were to watch everything for the first time in chronological order, right? And I'm I'm including the TV shows. Like, let's pretend they start with Episode One and they work their way all the way up through everything, including Rebels and Clone Wars, and then get to Mandalorian. When Luke Skywalker walks through, like, lands his X-Wing and starts slicing motherfuckers and walks through that door and lowers his hood, like, if you haven't experienced The Last Jedi, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you don't understand that moment. 
like that moment wasn't just for Luke Skywalker to come back and take baby Yoda, right? To take Grogu. That was, that was a redemption to us fans to get to see Luke in the glory that he's supposed to have been. Cause if you just go return of the Jedi to Mandalorian, you're like, Oh shit, Luke's here. Look yeah. at him. Yep. Yep. That's Luke. That's who, that's what Luke's supposed to be. You know, that's, that's who, that's who we knew he was going to be. But if you saw him as TLJ Luke and then like you just, it just means so much more. That's why people were crying, <laughs> you know, like, well, you're a hundred percent right. Like it gives you that perspective of like those of us who waited, like, I can't say I waited for, I'm 27. No, but you've um, waited. It, it's almost 25 years or whatever. 22 years. <laughs> Yeah, but those of us who have waited to see Luke Skywalker on live action. So, like, it's it's been this thing amongst us Star Wars fans where it's like, we want to see Luke post-Return of the Jedi doing badass Jedi shit. Like, mm-hmm. we love this character. We grew up, he, we were introduced to Luke Skywalker in 1977. Well, mm-hmm. the world was. Yeah. To... <sighs> Have our first. I, I want to make sure I word this correctly. Yeah, you're good. He is a hero to a lot of us. He represents the typical hero's journey of like. There, there, there has been very few of us that grew up loving Star Wars that didn't have the plastic Toys R Us lightsabers and pretended to be luke skywalker and um played with action figures and like envisioned what is it that he was doing post return of the jedi once he's like i am a full jedi i'm gonna rebuild the jedi order the empire has fallen it's a beautiful age for you know the new republic and this and that like we've always thought he's a hero like he he defeated the empire he redeemed or are ultimately caused Darth Vader to redeem himself. I, I say redeem in quotes, but um, we were then introduced to the sequel trilogy. And in the sequel trilogy, part of the reason that gets the hate that it does is because we have waited all of our lives to see luke skywalker as jedi master luke skywalker Mm -hmm. and given the timeline given everything like he was supposed to be a deity type character he was supposed to be a wise old representation of the luke skywalker that we were introduced to in the original trilogy we didn't get that we got a luke skywalker who had a bad dream about his nephew and attempted to kill him, ultimately resulting in the nephew turning and tearing down his Jedi order for him to then take his X-Wing to another planet, crash it in the water, hermit himself on an Island and say, force of shit. I'm going to die. The last Jedi and the Jedi order is going to die with me. And it devalidating and, and taking away from us, jedi master luke skywalker hero of the rebellion and the republic so with that disappointment in the last few years which we've had many conversations about why these character choices were justified and this and that but like having all of that to then fast forward to 2020 to mandalorian 
chapter 16 when we see Luke's X-Wing fly into frame and like those of us who knew we knew but like we didn't believe it but we knew and that's why like you see these youtube reactions of theory crying or girlfriends filming their boyfriends fucking freaking out and punching their coffee table next to them and like literal tears like it it was a powerful moment for us to see luke skywalker not just because oh it's luke it's badass it's right after no it's it's this is the luke skywalker that we always dreamed about he's reserved he's collected he's powerful he's in tune with the force he has a good moral compass of right and wrong he's seeking out force sensitive younglings to reestablish the jedi order and he is a symbol of hope in the galaxy and chapter 16 was a love letter to luke skywalker and subsequently mark hamill too mm-hmm. like you know it's it's no no secret that mark displayed extreme i don't know the word he, he didn't uh, like, like luke's disdain. portrayal yeah disdain yeah um and that's why that was so important to us so so coming full circle I 100% agree with you that in the aspect of Luke Skywalker, Mm -hmm. that scene would mean so much less if we were not familiar with the rest of the the Star Wars world around it. If we hadn't had to go through what we went through as fans. Yeah. It, like it's it's a lot more that that moment is in my opinion more meta than it is in universe you know it's 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 like you said it's a love letter to luke skywalker and mark hamill and to, you know to us fans like and we're not gonna spend you know i'm not trying to harp on you know i'm not trying to keep talking about it but like it's just there are certain things it's going back to what I said earlier is like my opinion. You have to watch the, you know, the saga movies in order of release, because if you don't, there are, there are the same way Mando chapter 16 was made with the thought in mind that we've already seen the last Jedi and the fans have gone through what we've been through is the same way the prequels were made anticipating. You already know who Vader is and Obi-Wan mm-hmm. and you already know that Luke and Leia will be born, you know? And so all of these things factor in. Um, and it's not to say that you can't like, I think obviously it's fun for you and I as star Wars fans to go back and watch them chronologically, right? Because we've already seen them and experienced them theatrically in the theatrical release order. The, Sorry, there's a dog barking outside. I was making sure it's not the other dog I'm house sitting with. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not. It's not that hard for us to watch it chronologically because we already know all the things that we're supposed to know. But for somebody to not know the things that you know, not experience them the way we've experienced them, it's like I just don't know how you can. I just don't know how you can do that. It's like, and that's why I will always. At the end of the day, man, you do what you want. You watch you watch the movies in the order that you want to watch them in. You know, if you want to start with the sequels, fucking start with the sequels, you know, but 
But to me, if anybody ever asks me what way to start them, I say watch everything in the order of release. Um, and that that goes for everything. Season one, like if you were to watch, you like to me watch Return of the Jedi or watch um, the Last Jedi, then watch season one of Mandalorian, then watch Rise of Skywalker, and then watch season two. You know, like because. I mean, okay, if you've played the video games and you read the comics and you read the books and all that shit, we didn't need the episode of Mandalorian where Grogu heals Grief Karga to know that force healing is a thing because we've been doing it in video games and hearing about it in comics and books, right, in Legends. Um, it's nothing new to us. I mean, fucking even, even Rey, right? Doesn't Rey in Battlefront 2 have force heal? Yeah. Yep. So and then like but it's always been a thing. The Jedi like the Jedi in the in the Force Awakens, not Force Awakens, fuck, the Force and Destiny tabletop game that I'll be running for you and Mike and Johnny and depending on if how big of deal of COVID is still going on, Travis maybe too. I'm not trying to obviously get a bunch of people together. Um but in there one of the one of the one of the Force powers. There's like eight different force powers you can pick from as a force user. One of them is called heal harm where if you're a light side user or if you use a light side point, you use the force to allow them to heal themselves or you use the force to drain enemies, you know, uh, life away. Mm -hmm. So this is nothing new to us. Um, but at the same time, like if you're only watching the movies and TV shows, it's kind of nice to know if you watch Grogu do it, that it's a thing, before watching Rey do it in The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Um, and I don't, yeah, I don't know how we got so deep into talking about how to watch the, the, the shows and movies. But, um, yeah. Ultimate, I don't know. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, I wish I could finish that whole thought on a better... Um, a, be, a finer bookend, but um, I'm just going to finish it with when, it. And, when yeah. we all sum, when we sum it up, it's yeah. These, these movies and, and subsequent TV projects were meant to be viewed in the order of release. That was George Lucas's intentions from the beginning. So if you don't know where to start or somebody's asking you, Hey, like, where should I start? Ultimately that's, that's the way that the creators of this content intended. Yeah. Um, I did want to touch on something taking it back like 15 minutes. Yeah. So I, I'm not ready to move on from rebels yet. Oh, that's fine. Uh, so you had made the comment too about like Ahsoka and Maul. No, stop. Sorry. Working together in rebels mm -hmm. and continuing on this theme. Like, Oh yeah. Those scenes in rebels came out before, uh, season seven of the clone wars. Right. So it is kind of interesting you know, much to George Lucas's format of give us the future, show us the past. Like it is kind of interesting knowing that, like if I would have known that, cause here's the thing is I watched season seven of clone wars without being fully educated about what happened in the future. But yeah. it is interesting to revisit that knowing like, Oh, okay. Like if you were to watch this as it was released, like you would see Ahsoka sitting here working with Maul and then that makes going back and watching, you know, season seven of the Clone Wars that much more important because you see 
like you really see the Ahsoka and Maul relationship become what it is. Not just their their face off and ultimately her capturing Maul, but following that when they're on the ship and Maul is in custody and the Mandalorian um what is it? It's like a sarcophagus for force yeah, users. It's, yeah, it's like the Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's in there and all you see is his menacing glowing eyes. And then after Order 66 happens, which ties in a whole nother emotional level to that scene, Ahsoka goes and she frees Maul. And she's like, let me make this clear. We're not on the same side. Yeah. I'm using you for a distraction. Because he's like, "Should can you at least give me a lightsaber so I can have like a fighting chance? She's like, I'm not rooting for you. Yeah. I need you to do what you do best and that's go cause chaos. Yeah. So that I can figure out what, you know, I'm going to do. And then you just see Maul kind of slunk away down down the hallway and go and start fucking up some clone troopers. Yeah, because he's um, Maul. He is a ball of fury and anger, and he doesn't yeah. need a lightsaber. <laughs> but that that but yeah. is kind of like our first introduction to this uh, more reserved Maul that we see later in Rebels and even the glimpse that we see in Solo of he's just kind of he's a little bit more quiet he's not as he's completely separate from the character he was when we found him at the bottom of that garbage pit now the insanity's gone right a lot of the malice is gone and it seems like almost when he was successful in his siege of mandalore him overthrowing uh their reigning government to put himself as the behind the scenes leader of what we like to call the Maldalorians. But, mm-hmm. you know, that was almost the first step towards this. I don't want to say mature. What's up, baby? <laughs> I keep seeing a dog pop onto the screen. <laughs> yeah. Um, she wanted to make a cameo. But that was kind of like our first glimpse into this more reserved, almost pessimistic. Like the thing is with Maul and especially like Sam Wit. Sam Witwer, Witwers, Witwers, or yeah, Witwer, Witwer. Um, Sam Witwer, his interpretation of Maul is like when you look at Maul, he's always thinking. He could be sitting there in silence, but you look at him and you can you feel resentment. You feel every ounce of betrayal he's ever received. Um, you feel him planning what's next he also in a lot of ways is reserved like you know that he knows more than he's letting on at all times the fact that he was completely aware of palpatine's plan to take on anakin as his apprentice and basically wash everyone else aside like he knew what was happening before everyone else knew that was happening did he so when you go did he have a vision of it I, I didn't i don't remember but he straight up knew because when yeah. him and ahsoka were having oh. their final little showdown and he extends his hand he's like join me so we can overthrow the emperor she was about he... to yeah she, she was, was too. about to man yeah because it was from that it had a close-up on ahsoka's face and then it panned away to another part of what was going on in the siege but um yeah like it he he knew like he it's he's almost like Moff Gideon in that where it's like assume that Maul knows everything. Yeah. Because a lot of times sure. he does. But I don't know, man. I'm just in this this era now where 
you know, we we're not getting consistent content as far as like TV shows. We're getting High Republic stuff, which I've said it before. I'm excited to really dive in. I have the book on Audible. I'm excited to get into it. Clone Wars and Rebels are kind of filling that 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 gap for me where it's like here's a whole bunch of dope canon content that I can swim in and have a good time in. Yeah. Um, yeah, there just was... been, that's where my headspace has been. I've yeah. been in a very much like a rebels headspace, which yeah. I've never been in before. So it's exciting for well, me. Well, when we're done here, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably turn it on because, I, like I said, I'm just house sitting. I'm dog sitting, so I'm gonna you know make sure the dogs are all good. And I'm just probably gonna turn on Rebels or Clone Wars and and work on my my RPG one one shot session for y'all, um, yeah, which is super fun building the characters and like. I'm creating more characters than there are players, so you guys have choices to pick from, and I'm building every character based on, like, a specific, like, essentially, like, a class-building type of deal. Like, here's a medic, and here's a whatever. But, like, every race has different core stats, and so, like, combining, figuring out which core stat, which race works best with, like, what type of force power or whatever is really fun. But anyway, I'll probably turn on Rebels or or Clone Wars while I do that later, but one of the things I wanted to say was, um, from Rebels, um, I I just, there's a YouTube video called Maul that is very similar to, like, that Kylo Ren Ben Solo one I sent you, but not as long. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's like a few, there's a few guys out there who have made these like they're like tribute compilations of all the different things, and this one uh, was really good. I think it was called like anger and rage or hate. Oh, it's called. I think it's called like hatred. I think is what it's called, or I don't know. Anyway, you can just if you want to find it, you can just on YouTube type in Darth Maul or Maul, and you'll you'll see it. Um, but it has that bit when Obi Wan and Maul fight in the desert because. You know, I don't, I think, wasn't, okay, you're probably not there yet in Rebels, you're probably not there in Rebels yet, you probably haven't seen that part uh, in this, in this time of watching Rebels, so I don't know, I can't remember, I don't know if Maul's on the hunt for Obi-Wan, or if he's on the hunt for Luke, but in any case, he comes across Obi-Wan, and they have their fight, which ultimately results results in, in Maul's death, and... Obi-Wan, like, it's really poetic the way, like, I think Maul tries to do the same, like, face hit that he did to Qui-Gon to stab him, and Obi-Wan, like, senses it coming and then ends up slicing him through the gut um, and catches him as he falls and lays him down, and, and Maul's laying there dying, and he says to Obi-Wan, you know, we've talked about this before, tell me, is he the chosen one talking about Luke and Obi-Wan tells him yes. Oh no. He says, he says, is it the chosen one is what he says. Obi-Wan says, yes, he is. And Maul says, he like, didn't know that he was talking about a he. And then he says, um, may he avenge us all and then died. Right. And so I didn't know that last line until I saw this video and dude, it was your sneaky dog, but you can't have that squeaky. Um, <laughs> I it was so fucking. It meant so much more than I realized it would mean. Um, just because was it Jade making a cameo? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it wasn't like it wasn't about light and dark side. 
at that point. It was about all of the people that Darth Sidious used, manipulated, and destroyed in his attempt to become emperor or in in his in his becoming emperor. And Maul didn't care that if if the kid was going to be bringing balance back to the Force. Maul was like, "May he avenge us all." Every single yeah. person that Sidious has wronged, every single person that Sidious that had to die at the hand of Sidious, like because Maul was used by Sidious. I'm pretty sure Sidious kills his brother, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like, at this point, Maul realizes he's dead. I mean, he wanted to die in seven, you know. And so he screams yeah. at Ahsoka, "Let me go! Just let me die!" Because he didn't want to be around for what was coming. But like, yeah, it just it was his arch nemesis. The one, the one man he hated more than anybody his entire life, from episode one on. You know, he's just telling him. You know, he's being fucking straight up honest with him, yeah. and he wants him basically telling him to like. And in a way, he's like, keep protecting this kid. You know, because we need this kid for every single person in this galaxy's sake. That that just shows the emperor is beyond dark side. He's beyond light or dark. He's beyond yeah. good versus evil, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, it just, it was awesome. Cause I didn't Man, know that it's part. It's beautiful. And so I need to, need like to I need to watch the show like that alone. Yeah. I saw that the other day. I'm like, I'm watching rebels. Like I'm watching it all the way through. I haven't even gotten to mall yet in the show. I'm pretty sure either comes at the end of this season, which I thought I was farther in season two than I was, but like, because I'm taking my time to actually sit and focus, like, like really take it in one episode at a time i haven't been binging it every night like i've been watching one or two episodes a night mm-hmm. um but yeah he either comes at the end of this season or next season season i three. think it's towards the end of season two okay so I'm, I'm excited for that like it's it's going to be interesting with the perspective of everything we have now like now like you know, before when you'd watch Rebels or try to watch Rebels and you'd see Ahsoka, you're like, oh, okay, cool, yeah, Ahsoka. But, like, now, given specifically Season 7 of Clone Wars, mm-hmm. as well as her appearance in Mandalorian, like, I'm hanging on to every word that Ahsoka says in mm-hmm. Rebels. Like, everything's so tactical. Because where I'm at right now, she knows of Darth Vader's existence. I feel like she knows it's Anakin, but she hasn't said it yet. Because she's basically coming on, like, every couple episodes. Like, it's yeah. she's not there all the time. But right now, I know that she's looking into investigating Vader. Um, and... I've watched their battle scene a few times. Um, mm-hmm. I don't... Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I'm not going to spoil it. Have you seen their fight? It's been a minute. Yeah, then but... I will say nothing. I'll let you yeah. re-watch it and re-experience it. Um, I've always tried to avoid it until I can take the time to do what I'm doing now and get, like give rebels the the attention that they probably deserve yeah and i was opposite i was like you know having made up my mind early on like, like oh, i'm never gonna watch i'm this never shit. watching this shit so i'll just watch i'll watch darth maul fight uh i'll just watch maul fight uh obi-wan and uh i'll watch ahsoka fight vader hey can you yeah. not dog can you not like fuck with my shit <laughs> she's like sniffing by my uh my uh, audio interface and stuff so damn needy. Who would have thought a puppy would be needy? A German Shepherd puppy, nonetheless. Um, so we're talking Imagine a bunch that. of this shit about the different jumping around different timelines and whatnot. And so I just found out yesterday, which today is Sunday the 10th. I found out yesterday that a couple days prior they had come out with official um, names now 
for the different series. Um, they're not series, but the different um, eras. The different they're not called the prequel sequels and OT no more. They actually gave mm-hmm. them official names, um, which I think is awesome. So, um, I'll did you pull it up? Because I can I got it pulled up on my phone here. Um, yeah, I got it pulled up. It's still loading. Okay. Well, yeah. So with the with the there we go. Um, with the introduction of the High Republic era, I think they decided they wanted to name everything. So, um, the sequels. No, we'll start. We'll start at the beginning. So the High Republic takes place two hundred years. I don't. That doesn't. It doesn't give us the exact. It doesn't give us exact time on here, but it does tell us what movies and shows appear in which timeline. So we don't have to. I'm probably gonna, probably still call them the prequels and shit. But uh, so it starts out with the High Republic. Then the prequel movies, as well as the Clone Wars uh, TV show, all fall under the Fall of the Jedi um, era, followed by the Reign of the Empire, which is the Bad Batch show and the solo Star Wars movie. And that will probably still encompass literally everything that leads up to Episode 4. No, everything that leads up to Rebels, sorry, will be considered Reign of the Empire. So yeah. if we ever get a solo sequel, probably that'll be under the reign of the Empire. Um, anything else they want to throw in there. Then we get the Age of Rebellion, which starts out with Rebels, a rogue, the Rogue One story, A New Hope, Empire, Return of the Jedi. So, you know, the OT is Age of Rebellion, mm-hmm. um, which I like because this, the, the three fantasy flight tabletop games that they made far, as far as RPGs are concerned... Uh, the second book, which is based on The Empire Strikes Back, is called Age of Rebellion because yeah. it focuses more along those lines. Um, then and it we isn't get... prequel Age of Republic? Huh? On those books, isn't the prequels like the Age of the Republic? I'm not sure if they have a tabletop game for the prequel movies. Oh, I, I've just heard, like, maybe it's not specific to that. Like, I've heard Age of Rebellion... Um, age of republic maybe it's the comics they have the comics it might that be the like, comics i'm gonna pull it up while you keep yeah because this. yeah because according to star wars the the republic era um at least for those movies is the fall of the jedi and i imagine that there's going to have to be a period of time like where the high republic transfers to a to just the republic you know like yeah because i think the high republic is still like technology like so for those who don't know the high republic takes place like the the book um the uh what is it called light of the jedi takes place before bacta is even like it's just being invented as the miracle drug the miracle healer um yeah no i noticed that yeah uh and the, uh, the high republic which i thought was really interesting it's taking it takes over for a different i can't remember the name of it um but anyway uh so after the age of rebellion so everything post return of the jedi is called the new republic era and that's going to that's what the mandalorian is taking place in that's going to be where the um rangers of the new republic takes place ahsoka is going to take place in that time period um book of boba fett the boba fett will be taking place in the new republic era everything that leads up to the children's animated show resistance uh everything prior to that between return of the jedi and resistance will most likely be 
all New Republic era, and then everything from there up until the Rise of Skywalker, Resistance cartoon, and then all of the sequels is called The Rise of the First Order. Now, I don't like that. And I, and I think I think um, Rise of the First Order should be Resistance until the end of The Last Jedi because at the you know halfway mark of Force Awakens or three quarters of the way through, they destroy the New Republic. Like they, they kill them. And then yeah. for the next few weeks we get the return of the, we get the last Jedi and that's going to then like after that though, a year goes by, like there's no more new Republic and the first order well, is in I, full swing. I think naturally like the new Republic, like the era of the new Republic, the, the resistance, the resistance isn't necessary until the first order starts to rise. Right. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, like, yeah. Because that's what they talk about. Like, resistance is supposed to be, like, it takes place along the rise of the First Order, which is, like, kind of misleading because the First Order was rising to power prior to The Force Awakens, and it's, like, they assume power during The Force Awakens. Um, But then, like, with Rise of Skywalker, they're not rising anymore as far as coming to power. They're now becoming the final order. So it's, like, it's not the rise of the First Order anymore. It's the Sith sure. final order, um, which is whatever. Like that's just me nitpicking. It doesn't have to be yeah. taken that serious, and it isn't that. To touch serious. on what I was saying before, I was thinking about the comics. So yeah. uh, there's the Age of Rebellion, the Age of Resistance, and then the Age of Republic. So that's what I was thinking about. Those are three different series, comic series. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, well, but, uh, yeah. So we got we have that now. I don't know if I'll ever stop calling them prequels and sequels. It's easier to say than, you know, the fall of the empire or fall of the republic. You could just say prequels. I I, I think in referencing the Skywalker saga, they're going to be prequels, sequels, and OT. Um, but I think, I think the reason that this is even a conversation is because given that a lot of the content that we're going to be receiving is outside of the prequel sequels and OT. That's why they're kind of establishing of like, this kind of gives us a template. So as we, you know, Disney, as Disney pushes out stories, um, they could be like, Oh, this falls under reign of the empire. Oh, this falls under, uh, the new Republic, give or take a couple. Yeah. So people don't Um, have to worry about the, the BBY, ABY, or, oh, this is before New Hope, or this is after Return of the Jedi. It's right. like, no, this is, you know, this is Reign of the Empire. Where is it? Point to the board. <laughs> you know? Which I actually saw an article when prepping the show notes for this episode that was, I, th- I want to say it was Screen Rant or somebody. Probably. Where they posted this article that was essentially saying how they believe the BBY, ABY timeline is going to be phased out because yeah. as we get introduced to this new content, like let's say we start really playing around in the high republic and let's say a couple years go by you know we're talking a few years from now but let's say a couple years go by where our prequel sequel ot timeline really isn't touched that much probably aside from mandalorian or what have you but a majority of their focus content is going to eventually start being from the high republic era right so it wouldn't make sense playing around in the high republic era and constantly being like oh this is 128 bby this is 270 bby they're gonna eventually create like 
probably their own independent timeline which i'm wondering if it's going to be on the great disaster that we're yeah, introduced I, to yeah that's, in this i was just where that's going right to be their, it. <laughs> yeah that's going to be their new established timeline for the high republic era so that as they introduce us more stories they're like this takes place um bgd so before great disaster or yeah a, what you know um it might it might be considered it might that i would do like uh BTD and ATD before the disaster and after the disaster, uh, yeah, just exactly. for for smoothness of of phonetically speaking. But like, yeah, yeah they, <laughs> I think that's a good idea because I was going to say they're going to have to um, they're going to have to establish a new reference point because you're right. Like now that the movies with now with the High Republic, the movies aren't just it anymore. Not that they were like there was obviously books and comics before, but you know, they phase those out so they could bring stuff back in and make money on it, <laughs> which is obviously what they did. Like we knew that they were going to, we knew that they got rid of every, like they moved it all to legends. So that way they could make money on coming up with other storylines. But now it's just kind of looking like they got rid of everything that's expanded universe. So that way they can repackage the same shit and then basically double profit. Because you know Disney's right. still making a dime off of every single Legends novel and comic sold. So now that they're taking bits from Legends, taking the Force Melt, taking Force Healing, taking you know all these different powers and, and storylines and repackaging them for themselves, it's like they're double profiting. Um, but sure. anyway, they're going to need to, with with obviously this you know High Republic being a multimedia um, thing... Um, they're going to have to establish a new reference point. And I think, I think before the disaster, after the disaster is a good one. Um, just as long as like they establish one of those, because we don't care that it is BBY or ABY. We just need to know when not, not it's, it's really just for age and for how long, how like for, for like people like me anyway, that like to write stories. Um, it's very useful. Like just last night when I was when I was um, while working on this upcoming Thursday theory, um, I had to go reference uh, when and where, you know, part of force awakens took place exactly, you know, because I couldn't remember if it was 30 years after the battle of Yavin. Was it 40? No, it's 34. Okay. Got it. You know, but without that, if it's just like, nah, it just happened in the, uh, you know, the rise of the first order. Well, that's not helpful. <laughs> I need to know. Did you reference you know. my quick reference timeline? Yeah, exactly. I could have done that, but uh, you know, does does it say thirty four ABY on there? Because as that's I was as I went to the timeline, um, here's the other thing though. Um, I didn't use your timeline only because I needed to know the um, sorry, the dog, the the location. Like you don't like specifically to the scene. It's the mm-hmm. scene when Poe gets the fucking uh, map from Laura Santeca. And I needed, I wanted to know the name yeah. of the village. And unfortunately, your your beautiful timeline does not say the name of the village on Jakku at which Laura Santeca was residing in. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> two birds, one stone, my friend. Um, no, that is a great fucking timeline, though. Like, it is super helpful. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, so... I think yeah. The, I think the Great Disaster is definitely 
you, I think you hit that nail on the, on the head. Like that's going to be the new reference point. Um, which is going to be weird. Instead of saying Luke and Leia were born 19 years BBY, we're going to be saying that they were born 200 and fucking 212 years, you know, ATD, <laughs> American Tire well, Distributors. That, that being said, like, rather than, like, rather than using that as a reference point for the rest of the the movies so like if we're talking about a skywalker saga event we Mm. can still reference the aby so we could be like you know let's say we're talking about something in fall of the jedi reign of the empire age of rebellion all the way through rise of the first order we could be like this takes place in the new republic you know for aby or whatever um whereas if we're referencing so we can be like this takes place in the high republic and it's going to take place three you know after the disaster atd so like it's it's literally like i'm thinking tiering it so like this can be kind of our reference of like here is a map of this entire timeline so if we're going to be talking about high republic era we're going to refer to the disaster as our point in that timeline and we know all this stuff takes place one to two hundred years before the skywalker saga which when referencing the skywalker saga saga we continue to use the bby uh reference point to play devil's advocate let's pretend i'm somebody who hasn't um isn't familiar with the bby and atd you know or whatever the disaster and yavin right so if i say like okay so when was luke born and you go oh well he was born 19 years bby before the battle of yavin okay what's the battle of yavin oh it's new hope okay so how long is that after the great disaster I keep hearing about. Well, that's 234 years ATD. So why didn't you just say Luke was born 200 and, you know, 25 years? Or, you know, like, you can see what I mean if you tear it that way. Like, it could get confusing. Um, For you and I, it won't. Well, here's the thing. Is is it going to be any more confusing than it already is now to somebody who's not familiar with it? No, but like, like I could not fucking fathom. Let me tell you, if I was not a fan of Star Wars, I probably would never touch it because of how all over the place it is, is dauntingly confusing. Like it's I like that would be a turnoff for me. Like a there's so much content. B it takes place all like I would be confused all the time. I would have to have some kind of quick reference in front. Like if I was like, you know what? fuck it i'm gonna dive into star wars never seen this shit before let's see what the hype's about like i would be on google constantly being like what's this what's this is this the same planet as this what's this like i don't think that introducing a like oh hey you want to get into star wars here's what you're gonna use you're you're interested in high republic here was the the great disaster this is what you're gonna reference and this takes place 200 years before the Skywalker saga. So all of these projects are in like, yeah, 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 it is confusing, but like if they could figure out an organized way to kind of map it out and show, I mean, at, the overall issue is we're getting to a point now where establishing a specific date to base everything off of is kind of unrealistic. So like, um, I hear my wife out in the living room quoting Michael Rappaport. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> well, what the fuck is Michael Rappaport saying? 
Because he's been going crazy about the whole siege of our capital. Oh, and he's yeah, like okay. been going crazy yeah. on people's things. He's like, you ain't never read a book before, you fucking bum. And Dude, I just Michael hear Rappaport Jade out is, here quoting that. He is like, so – Michael Rappaport is so outlandishly funny. Dude, he's I just so didn't – yeah, I was surprised because I'm, I'm used to Michael Rappaport talking about sports. And so when you said she was quoting him, I'm like – the fuck is you know? I didn't know you know Jade to be into sports, let alone sports commentary. So that's why nah. I was surprised. She likes Michael Rapaport because he plays the dad on Atypical. Mm, okay, I knew Michael show Rappaport about the kid with autism. Prison Break. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget he was in that dude. We started watching Prison Break. That's actually a really good show. It's really it good was show. it was on Netflix for a long time, yeah. and like we were into it and got like two seasons in, and then they took it off of Netflix. So oh. We just never came back to it. Yeah, but um. I I want to watch Prison Break, bro. <laughs> Prison Break's yeah. good, man. Where they were talking about the we're gonna sidebar from Star Wars for a second. I forget what the dude's name, but it's kind of the the little molestery guy in the prison. Yeah, they're talking bag. about how he was actually what's the thing where they stole the fucking plane and hijacked. Anyways, it? yeah, yeah, but like they so were saying, he's DB Cooper. This... <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah. DB Cooper. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that that show's great. I forgot yeah. all about that show. I might have to go revisit. Yeah, that actor, he, 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 the guy who plays Teabag, he's creepy, bro. He's creepy, dude. He is <laughs> so yeah. creepy. Um, but anyway, Man. yeah. So okay, well, here's what I like. If I'm thinking about what's going to happen, I think that I think Disney will establish. Like, I think okay, Disney, they had set the precedent of willing to make big fucking changes by eliminating the EU, basically, right? So I think, and and they're not as drastic now, knowing that like John Favreau and Dave Filoni are kind of running shit, seemingly running things. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they say okay, we're, like that they do say everything is going to change to the Great Disaster being the reference point in the galaxy for us to know everything, or to base it all the timeline by. But I know because I know Star Wars fans. There will be, the same way you made a quick reference guide, there will be a reference guide made with tears to it by fans, for fans like you and I, who now that, like, yeah, initially the BBY, ABY may be a little confusing, but once you understand what it means and you can do quick math, it's not that hard, you know? Um, the tough thing and is I was, to... I, I was just thinking, too, like, if you look at it in reference to the real world, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, our entire calendar is based off of Christ. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. It, that's exactly maybe what they, it is. Maybe they establish a date where it's just, like, instead of being like, oh, this takes place, you know, this BBY and this and that, mm-hmm. they establish a universally accepted linear timeline of, like, this is zero. Okay, whether that's Yavin, whether that's uh, the Great Disaster, what have you, they're like this is zero. Yeah, this is where we start counting. Yeah, and so it literally be like when referencing Star Wars, maybe it's just this is the date. Yeah, so, like instead of saying like, oh, this is, you know, two hundred years after this, would be like this is the year twenty thirty six. This happens. This is the year which. Honestly, like, I don't know why I didn't think about this before. That kind of makes more sense. It, it to does, do. yeah. Because, like, we, we we don't say, well, the year is 2021 AD. Yeah. We say it's 2021. But then if we're talking about prior to that, we just say it's 100, 160 BC. And we immediately know it's a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's all that really matters, you know? Um, so that's probably what they'll do. Um, 
but yeah, like the, the whole, like, like I was saying, like, you know, Star Wars fans like you and I, and most people who are listening, because I know we do, like you said before, multiple times, like we have people who like, part of me is like, if you're listening to us, like you're, you probably have to be a pretty hardcore Star Wars fan. But at the same time, we have quite a few fans that are just learning. They don't, they don't know everything. So it does seem a little confusing when you have to be like, okay, so if Luke was born 19 years BBY and, uh, you know, it puts, you know, you have to then add that number to the ABY number for anything after episode four to get his age. And it would be easier to be like, nah, like here's zero. Like if zero would be the great disaster for, for example, like, um, it then it would just be basically saying that, you know, the BBY or the Battle of Yavin would just be like, okay, well, it's 235. So year 235 exactly. is when episode four takes place and Luke was born um, fucking 216 or, you know, whatever, whatever you got to do. Um, and then, yeah, that actually becomes easier because then everything prior to that like we there is no indication just yet that they are planning on taking it further back than the high republic era era they've mentioned stuff in the book about how it's been at peace for so long prior to the great the great disaster and they talk about how the jedi like this new supreme chancellor chick she's been um she's got it down you know that there there's other than the regional conflicts there's no great wars so like and they, oh, that was the other thing. I mean, it's, it's kind of like, it's not a spoiler. It's a kind of like a throwaway line, but they mention, uh, the, the war with the Sith mm-hmm. in there. And which I thought was great because like it's acknowledged, which now means oh, it's yeah. on the table, you know, yeah. like, and I'm like, fuck yes. Like there's a chance to go even further back, you know? And I'm like, that was just something that I really liked. Um, but yeah, they're probably not, like as of right now though, there's no plans to go further back than the great disaster, so that might be a good spot to say here's our birth of Christ or death of Christ rather. And yeah. this is what we're going to every year moving forward is just a number. And if it's going to be before that, we'll just say you know, BD before disaster. You know. Mm-hmm. And I think I think it'd work. I think it'd work pretty good and that would that would eliminate almost all of the confusion that there could be. Um, and the only confusion would just be with people who are too stubborn to let go of the BBY ABY system, you know? Right. Uh, I mean, ultimately the whole goal is to simplify. So yeah. like, it's crazy. We just honestly just kind of start, we're just talking about it, but like, it's crazy how in the beginning of this conversation, I was like, Oh no, you have to have a quick reference and you have to look. And if we're talking about this, you, you know, talk about this, but like, ultimately we workshopped an idea of like it kind of actually makes more sense to establish this is the date this is zero yeah and so like knowing that this is the date we can then look at this project and be like this is this takes place then this takes place then exactly um so transitioning kind of from this like two things we're talking about as far as dates go and we've talked about how George Lucas traditionally liked to put things out that take place in the future and then going and filling in the story behind them. I wonder, I'm just thinking, so what are your thoughts on them creating a Star Wars project that would take place 200 ABY, right? So jumping way forward in the timeline, 
and then having, you know, basically saying, you know, if they did it rightly, we could be like, this project's cool as fuck. Now we can fill in all this time between, you know, the sequel trilogy and this futuristic project. And the reason I'm saying this is because we have two Star Wars projects um, that are going to be coming out that are films, whether that's trilogy or standalone, that we don't know when they take place. They're in development. So, like, um, one of my things I have in our notes here, okay, so we have um, Michael Waldron, who was a producer on Rick and Morty, and he's also the producer and head writer for the upcoming Loki show. He is signed on to write Kevin Feige, who is the Marvel Studios president, on titled star wars film project right um i'm wondering if between michael waldron slash the kevin feige project or the taika waititi project if that's something they would consider doing or like is kevin feige doing the rogue squadron movie is that what you just said is he producing that he's no kevin feige oh he could be but that's but he has yeah patty jenkins is writing directing so Kevin yeah. Feige has his own Star Wars movie he's writing or he's com- creating, and he's producing, and he uh, just Taika Waititi uh, has his own too. So yeah. so we know Rogue Squadron, we know that's taking place uh, sometime in the Skywalker saga. I'm pretty sure that's I'm pretty sure that's um, Empire time. I'm pretty sure Rogue Squadron is the name of the squadron that Wedge Antilles was the head of. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so that's got to be. It doesn't have to be. It could be post Jedi, right. you know, re, you know, whenever taking care of the remaining Imperial. Well, it, I mean, Rogue Squadron but, was also. It started with them saying, "This is Rogue One." That's where that started. Yeah, from. exactly. So like, yeah, and exactly. Then, um, so Rogue could have been continued on up through the sequel era, for all we know. Um, but the other two, yeah. So okay, my thoughts on that. So it's like <clears throat> we have. Let me think of this correctly. Anakin is nine or ten when we meet him in Phantom Menace. Nine. He's nine. He's nineteen when we meet him in (laughs) Attack of the Clones. Right? Hold on. I have a quick reference timeline. So I know he's nine in in Phantom. Let me pull it up real quick. That's why I made this. So... Attack of the Clones takes place exactly 10 years after Phantom Menace. So okay. he's about 19 so, in Attack of the Clones. And then when does Revenge of the Sith happen? 19 years? Three years after. Three years after. So that's that's 19 BBY. So okay. three years after Attack of the Clones. Okay. So that means 22, 32 years is when Menace happens. 32 ABY, BBY. Yep. Plus 34. So that's 66. Or oh, does 66. Uh, 66 years happen between... Yeah, so 260. So year 266. I don't know what you're going for. <laughs> I don't need you to tell me. I gave you the answer. So for The Force Awakens, if we were to take The Great Disaster and make that year zero, right? Mm-hmm. That means The Force Awakens happens in the year 266. So that means, because 
Great Disaster is 200 years before Menace, and Menace is 66 years before Force Awakens. So we have 200. So technically, the end of the Skywalker saga happens in year 267. So there are 267 years between the Great Disaster and Rise of Skywalker that need to be filled in. Wow, that's a lot of time. That is the entire. That is more than the entire history of the United States of America, and we are the youngest country on the planet. So, so. Yeah, there, there's an entire history of a country, <laughs> essentially, that needs to be filled in still before we start jumping to future shit, right? So my thing is, like, I'm not opposed to setting a thing, you know, being like, okay, well, this happens 200 years after Rise of Skywalker, right? 466 years. Um, and that's fine, but let's not start doing that yet <laughs> let's fill in all the gaps you as many gaps I, as we can in this yeah. 266 year period because there's there's like i'm not saying let's fill in every single question that could possibly be asked she found another squeaky toy travis fuck you for giving her so many fucking squeaky <laughs> toys man uh, i don't know if there's anything i can do about this one we might just have to deal with this one <laughs> Oh, you're bringing it to me? Can I have it? Can I have it, please? Oh, you are the best. You don't even play tug of war, and now you hate me. I know. Go I like find you it. have your like bounty collection of yeah. toys yeah. forming I, behind I, I'm you. I'm just freezing them in carbonite behind me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, I'm not opposed to the idea of like, like you said, putting a future like a, a future thing happen and then filling in the gaps. But there's a lot more gaps that we could fill in now before we start doing that. So. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be better if one of the films, if not, let's just pretend they're both standalone films and not trilogies yet. Like pilots for potential trilogies. One of them, I think probably the Kevin Feige one should probably be a higher public movie. You know, um, there's a book out right now. That's the light of the Jedi. There is another book out. Ah, does it, I think it comes out in February. It's not out just yet. It's the Claudia Gray one. That is taking place simultaneously to the one that we that, that we own. Light of the Jedi is by Claudia Gray. No, Light of the Jedi is the one we got, and that one's by uh, that one guy. It's by Claudia Gray. You have it right in front of you? No, but I know for a fact. <laughs> I'm pulling it up Light now. Light of the Jedi. Oh, it's by Charles Sully. Told you, You're motherfuck. Right. Yep, question I'm me. Such just an keep asshole. questioning me, bro. We have roles reversed now, where I usually question your knowledge and not when I'm wrong to question. I don't know why I thought that was Claudia. So the reason why I know this is because I was about to buy the Claudia book because I read this one, and then somebody had said that the Claudia book starts out a little more intriguing than this one did. But this book is made for adults. The Light of the Jedi is made for adults. The Claudia Gray one is made for people 12 and up. So that's why I was like, ah. And then the other one that came out is made for kids. So I was like, I don't know if I can read that one. But yeah, I started uh, Lost Stars. I think I talked about it last week. It is very, very, very like young adult. Lost Stars? And is that like, the Claudia one? Yeah, that's that's one of the Claudia Gray. Oh, is there another one coming out in February? I, I This isn't uh, this isn't Not Star Wars. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, yeah. Um. Oh, I don't want to play you. I just want to look at you. <laughs> Let me just look at um, you. Yeah, it's, I don't know if it come up, but. It's not even her real name, dude. 
Claudia. It's her. It's her um, author name. But uh, yeah, this one. I mean, it's Pseudonym. it's great. It says this is Journey to the Force Awakens. Um. So it is a Star Wars book. Yeah, it's a Star Wars book. It's not a High Republic book. Gotcha. But I don't know if it's oh, just yeah. the dude who's narrating it, but like. I'm having a hard time getting into it. Like I've tried, so I'm gonna try and revisit it after I get through Light of the Jedi. It's a young adult novel. Yeah, it's definitely uh, gonna be tough to get through. I can tell you right now. <laughs> like, yeah, I. Uh, I mean, it's it's cool, man. Like it's it is like when it comes down to it, Star Wars was made for kids, and I get that. Mm-hmm. But like when you have the what's what's the guy who's narrating Light Mark of the Thompson. Jedi. So like he has a deep like he he's very good at narrating. Yeah, he's got like, a very and good. And he does the the voices yeah. very well and stuff. This is like it sounds like I'm being read to by a teenager for teenagers. Mm. Or like yeah, when I was 13, I probably would have ate this shit up. But like being almost 30, like I'm just like Ugh. like it's cool. Like I, I dig it, but like I don't know. I uh, that's just me griping. Well, that's kind of like how I feel about the um. Like the one, the, the bloodlines bloodline mm-hmm. uh, was written by her, but it didn't feel like it was meant. It just felt star Wars to me. Yeah. This book, there are aspects of it that, cause there was a couple of things where I went, Whoa. Okay. Like this is a little, like I told you how the, the, the book starts pretty dark, you know? Yeah. Um, when you're talking about the beginning of the disaster, uh, kind of heavy. And then there's things I'm just like, okay, are kids, is this an adult book? Are kids supposed to read this? Like, like, um, innuendos, like a sexual innuendo or two. And I'm just like, and part of me is just like, that's not necessary for Star Wars. You know, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I like I like a good place. innuendo, but yeah. like, it just feels out of place. Because in in any of the movies, there's no fucking. Reference to fucking <laughs> people are pregnant. So, <laughs> but that is, I, uh, anyway, you remember I showed you the the newcomers podcast, and you're like, man, I don't want to listen to these chicks bash fucking Star Wars. Like, I'm not here for that. I think I remember so, saying that. Yeah, I ended up listening to every episode mm-hmm. of that, and they kind of turn around and become fans of it by the end. Like, it's kind of cool watching them. Like, the only reason I was interested in it was like, it's I like the idea of like the perspective of somebody who has absolutely no knowledge or like very minimal knowledge about star Wars, yeah, like coming into it and like absorbing it and talking it out for the first time. So even though the first couple of episodes, they were just like, I don't get this geeky shit. But like by the end of it, like they actually like there was characters that they were invested in. And it's all like covered in a blanket of comedy, but, um, I totally forgot where I was. So going I was talking this. about innuendos and star Wars. Oh, but like one of the episodes they did was they read out Star Wars fan fiction. <laughs> like, and hey man, Star Wars fans can be some horny boys and girls, bro. <laughs> I I ain't yucking anyone's yum, dude. If you're into like, I mean, it's it was just funny. Like they read it from like a comedy standpoint, but it's like, it's like you know, Han Solo getting fingered by C three PO. Like it's just weird. <laughs> like. <laughs> Just like R2 weird, be the better unit for that since he's got all those different random ports. That's probably true. That's probably true. But um, there's, I'm sure there's a lot of Star Wars. So that like, 
when you were talking about like sexual innuendos in star wars immediately i was thinking about like all the vulgar shit yeah you know fan fiction stuff yeah and don't don't get me wrong they don't nothing there is nothing there's no sex scene or anything in that in this book it's just there's a uh at least one maybe maybe two moments where i was just like bent over while i'm pulling on her lacoos probably (laughs) no this is Uh, no, there was definitely two, and it was amongst the, the same, it was like the same, oh god, sorry, my fucking phone just fell off the fucking couch and scared the shit out of me. Um, anyway, it's not the point. Uh, the point being was I, I felt like it was like, man, is this for kids? And I looked it up and it was like, no, it's under like adult, you know, it's meant, it's meant for adults, yeah. but then the Claudia Gray book said for 12 and up, and, um... I know what we had talked about being like dissecting content. Um, but we had initially talked about doing like legend stuff and seeing how it fits into Canon. And part of me wants to like cop out and just be like, I don't want to spend my basically $15, you know, for the audible credit on a book that I'm probably not going to listen to. Like I would, I'd rather like let somebody else listen to, the the younger kid books and then find out what cool lore that they get it gets introduced without having to subject myself to you know 14 hours yeah like i like i i like to you know when i read shit i I want it to be complex and entertaining i don't need it to be complex for 12 year olds you know sure and so part of me is thinking i'm probably not going to get that book um just for the sake, just just to, for that reason, um, but who knows? It might change my mind. I was, that's but that's why I knew it was by that this one wasn't by Claudia Gray because I saw somebody comment that Claudia's book starts out a little faster, which would make sense if it's for twelve year olds because twelve year olds end up probably like I remember when I was a twelve year old dude. I when I because I used to read all the time. Like I had a hard time when I was younger sitting through a slow start, and now my favorite types of movies and, and books are slow burns. You know, I sure. don't want it to, I don't, I don't need to open up in the middle of a, a, a starship battle, you know, like you had said, yeah. like the book kind of like, you're like, man, this is, a, this is a nice comfy vibe, you know, flying through hyperspace on the way to a new place <laughs> and yeah. it quickly changes, but it gives you that feeling of like, Oh, this is what it's going to be like. And if it had yeah. stayed that way, I would have been cool with it. But, um, yeah, so I don't know, I'm, but I am like I think, excited for new shit. Oh, for sure. I think moving forward, I'm going to buy paper copies of. Um, I think I should the, too. The High Republic stuff, yeah. just because a I enjoy reading, and yeah. b I in the last week have kind of just fully come to the realization of like it is so hard for me personally to like listen to a story and get everything I want out of it. Where if I'm sitting there, I mean, and it's, it's, it's cool in the aspect of like they introduce music and they introduce sound effects and it does kind of create this audio storytelling experience. And I really do appreciate that and Mm -hmm. enjoy it in that aspect. But like, there's something about holding a book in your hand and like, looking at the cover art and working my way through and if i'm like you know a chapter ahead of something and they reference something in the previous chapter i can literally just flip back real quick and be like oh okay this this does tie into what they're talking yeah, about and like, you don't have to that's just kind of how own. i yeah, yeah that's kind of how i enjoy reading so i think i'm going to 
chug my way through light of the jedi in audio format and i still actually might pick it up on you know paper format or at least when it comes out on paperback but um i think moving forward as these projects come out because they are pretty well spaced too like i i'll probably just pick them up on paper so yeah it might technically like you know you look at audible and it's like this is a 14 hour book yeah it might take me 30 hours to pick up and go back and revisit and like really dive into it but i think my comprehension of the content is going to be far superior than me listening to it a couple times like i would i would much rather personally like go through and, and dig in paper content um and the reason i say that is because i find young adult novels specifically a lot more palatable when i can kind of read through them myself and if i'm like oh okay this whole scene they're like this okay i'm gonna skip ahead a paragraph because there's nothing there like i'm able to kind of go through and make those decisions as a reader where if it's being read to me it's kind of like oh i have to sit there and listen to them talk about fucking power converters for two pages and i don't really care about that like um, yeah, that's hilarious that you mentioned that because it, there is there is something very similar to that later on in the book. <laughs> but oh, really? But like, so I I agree with you on the whole comprehension aspect. Like, I will remember. Like, had I read this book, like physically read the book, I wouldn't be sitting here being like, yeah, I remember three people's names. I would remember most every single character's name. Um, exactly. That being said, um, I my job. Like we, we, neither one of us really enjoy doing the jobs that we do for a living. Um, (laughs) yeah, like just, uh, but anybody, I don't, I don't know that there would be anybody in the world that would do it and enjoy it. Either one of our jobs, right? It's, it's, it's a job that you can be good at and a job that can pay your bills, but I don't think you would get enjoyment out of it. I think that's fair to say. I work in automotive warranty administration. Yes. And I am an automotive (laughs) detail technician so (laughs) (laughs) so but but the reason why i bring that up you deal with phone calls i'm sure Mm -hmm. you deal with having to sort through paperwork whether it's physically or digitally sending out emails sending all these things that pull away from your attention i manage four accounts receivable schedules that i have to go through and audit line by line on a daily basis yes so when i clock in and pick up my paintbrush and my spray bottle and my headphones and my air gun and I sit and scrub and then buffer I mean if I don't if I if I really wanted to I could not have to talk to a single person most like because I could literally just start being a dick and telling my lead being like yo Mike you, I'm not handling anything like you you're you're the lead you're the foreman you talk to people I I'm yeah. tell, tell everybody that comes in here to fuck off. I could do that if I wanted to. I don't. But it's like my job is so, for the most part, autopilot that I can turn on audiobook and listen to it for eight hours and listen to it for the hour drive into work, then listen to it from the moment I clock in and then listen to it for the hour drive home, go to bed, wake up, turn the bitch right back on as I come to work. Like I can... The only reason why I didn't get it done in two days is because I was talking to some people at work, and so I wasn't listening to the pod, not the podcast, but the the audio book, and then I just wanted to listen to some music for a little bit, you know? Like, it took me, I started it Tuesday, and I was done with it halfway through the day Thursday, you know? It's just, and I got through the whole book, but to your point, like I said earlier, I don't remember everybody's name. I remember yeah. two, three people's name, names, because I, four 
that's it four characters out of a book that spans across at least 20 something characters yeah. you know that that yeah. get at some sort of focus you know um and i remember the main plot points and i remember the parts that i liked and the parts i didn't like and then and i made some notes about stuff i wanted to talk about and ultimately the reason why i i pushed through it was because you know the anticipation of doing a review I don't mm-hmm. care if we do a review next week and I don't care if we do a review in a month. You know, I mean the next Claudia Gray book comes out uh shortly after our birthdays. Um but like I would love to sit down and read it physically. I just need to start getting in the habit of making time to do it. And I yeah. know that it would but like uh, at the same time I have the ability I have the job where I can literally just turn it on and listen to the whole thing. And the only reason why I miss a part is because I start wandering off in my own head, you know, not because mm-hmm. anything I do in front of me is any mentally taxing, you know. Um and I would like to read them the physical copy of them and then do like a proper review. Um I do have I have I have gripes, bro. Because I, I can't yeah. not I can't not think of sure. like shit to bitch about. We're critical of the things we love, man. Yes, Star sir. Wars is the yes, blanket sir. of that. Yeah, I think, like, honestly, even if I was in a position where it's, like, like at my job, I'm a one-person department. So, like, anybody who wants to verify whether something's covered, they're in my office. Like, my, my office is a revolving door of just people. Plus, I share an office with the parts manager yeah. who also is just a revolving door of people. So, like... My phone's ringing, I'm getting IMs, I'm answering emails, I'm having to form sentences, I'm trying to do all these things. While at the same time, I do have the attention span of a goldfish. Just like I texted you earlier, where it's like, I think even if I didn't have all of these distractions around me, I would still have a hard time sitting down and not... Like, like when I'm driving to work, I still have to restart the chapter I was listening to four times. So I'm like, oh shit, we're five minutes into this chapter... I don't know anything that's happened right? because I'm just zoning out. But um, yeah, so I, I, probably moving forward, I think I'm just going to buy the books. So that way, like I can set aside, I can find an hour or two a day that like I'm not scrolling Instagram or on Twitter to incorporate some, some reading time, man. If I can wake up a half an hour earlier and I already do and, and read then and like read all my lunch break, like. I, I can find times to, to do it. Um, so I think I'm just probably going to do that. For, yeah. I'm a binge reader. Yeah. Uh, like when I, I can't sit and read for 30 minutes. Like if I'm going to read, I'm dedicating the rest of my day to this book. Like I just, yeah. I've always been that way as a kid. Like we, when I was like, when I was younger, uh, we had a rule that I had to read the first 30, like I had a lights out time by mm-hmm. 30 minutes before lights out. I had to be, teeth brushed ready for bed because the last 30 minutes of my night I had to pick a book and read it and mm-hmm. it, that you that was just a rule and then okay. after you know that becoming the everyday thing it wasn't the it wasn't it was like oh uh yeah I'm just gonna start reading it's like oh it's seven o'clock and I don't have to my lights are, are I don't have to turn my lights out in three hours I'm just gonna start reading because this book is really good and then read for yeah. three hours and then brush my teeth and go to bed and then it would get to the point where it was like dude I remember when Deathly Hallows came out I mm-hmm. fucking sat down on my bed and I read that shit and I had the whole book done in a weekend I read from beginning to the start of the day to the end of the day a Saturday and a Sunday and just read the whole fucking book I had the first Deathly Hallows book read within 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was like which it was literally just crazy for me. It was like twelve hours done. You know, like that was yeah, yeah. that's impressive. But uh, uh, most impressive. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so like I I but I I can't. I I've tried to like oh I'm just gonna I'm gonna read on my lunch break. I'm just gonna read for thirty minutes. No, I get hooked yeah. and I have to keep reading. So and that's one of the things like with like this podcast, like I do this podcast. And I do the other podcast and I'm editing podcasts and I'm coming up with content for the Thursday theories. And then I've got like games. I'm also trying to play. I'm trying to play the fallen order game. Um, you know, I, I'm trying to still hang out with my roommates, you know, who Mm -hmm. still want to see me, you know, and it's like, um, trying to balance everything and just my obsessive personality. Shit. And it's I've got a wife in the mix. Bro. Yeah, you're married. And I'm trying to do all those things too. <laughs> yeah. So it's so. like, yeah, I, I got to make sure I have a healthy relationship with my wife. And <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Me or the podcast. You got to be married to one of us, not both. <laughs> right. No. And like, course, the fact that. that, like, I mean, even on the weekends, just to take time to record, man, like, you know, you think about it from a wife's perspective. It's like her husband is now off doing something for the last the two and a half hours. Sunday morning. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, and every weekend it's like, like, it's fine. Like she, she's cool with it and everything, but like, it's, you know, there, there's still that. So like, I know when I hang up this, I got to probably go take a shower and we got to go out and do couples things and run yeah. errands. And then I want to come back and I want to fuck. I love squadrons. I want to play squadrons. I want to revisit Jedi fallen order probably at some point today. I On Jedi Grandmaster difficulty, you pussy figure it out. Yeah, dude, I have been playing. I played first first time I played through wasn't on Master. But. You, you, yeah, you, I remember you telling me you played on, cause yeah, cause it was it's Grand Ma- Grandmaster, Master, Knight, and Padawan. I think or like the I think I played it through. Anyway, Knight or Padawan. I started on Grandmaster. Yeah. So, you know how you and we we got to wrap it up, but I just want to finish. I want to finish on this. Um, the choice you make between going to. Zabrak or the other place, which mm-hmm. right, not Zabrak. Sorry, uh, Dathomir. Yeah. Um, I was gonna let it slide. Well, <laughs> the reason why I said Zabrak was because, fucking, the, uh, I hate them. So I chose Dathomir because I'm like, I love the Zabrak, bro. Darth Maul's like one of my favorites. I'm gonna go there. I, you know, <laughs> I, this it's so hard, bro. <laughs> Like, so my, I'm not, the game doesn't frustrate me. I, okay. Basically I die as much as anybody who has ever played Darth, uh, Dark Souls. Like I get there, I have to figure out how to kill these fucking, I have to remember killing these bugs. I have to get away from them because acid comes out. Mm -hmm. So after I figure that all out, I avoid the guy who looks like the death claw from fallout, make my way up. I run into the first dark, uh, night sister and she leaves me to fight two of the, um, I don't know if there's a Brack or Dathomir, and I think they're the same. But anyway, to fight the two Zabrak guys, right? And I have already fought Stormtroopers uh, all the way through. I've gotten shot a bunch of times. I fought the Stormtroopers with the blasters and with the fucking, you know, whatever, the zappy, the zappy sticks. <laughs> and I have died, but dude, two hits on Jedi yeah. Grandmaster. And you die. And I'm the like... The whole game is parry, dodge, jab, bro. Yeah, That's yeah. That's the whole fucking game. <laughs> yeah, so like... I, but I was so surprised at the amount of damage that these guys do. Oh, yeah. So I ran ahead. I just ended up skipping killing them. And I don't remember... I ended up sprinting ahead and getting to a point where you then swing across a vine or a rope. 
and then you have to go up the stairs and there's a locked door and then as a brack spawns next to you and then two archers spawn mm-hmm. i got killed so so i kept dying so i started trying to run past them and just try to avoid them altogether until I got to a point where I couldn't. I had to fight them, and then they were all still alive and trying to attack me. So eventually I had to learn how to kill them, but I couldn't. So here's, a, here's my biggest complaint with the game, is I'm spending more time in the loading screen than I am fighting anybody. Yeah. I don't understand why it takes so fucking long to load. I don't either. It, it, it just it literally takes so goddamn long so my frustration isn't with dying i don't care that i'm dying a bunch i'll fucking figure it out it's that i i I parry parry oh look i got shot by something blocked that oh i could have swore i i blocked your your hit but no i didn't now i'm down to one oh and then the arrow comes out of nowhere and i'm dead great Mm -hmm. now i sit here and wait for the loading screen for a minute and a half you know and it's that's i ended up like i hated myself i turned it down one difficulty level down to jedi master just to get through fighting them and they don't, they're not any easier to kill. They just don't do as much damage. And like, I ended up fi- like getting through them and getting off the planet. And I was like, wow, I really, like I leveled up, I think three times, just like a skill point wise, just fighting those first three. Cause I kept killing them and then dying from the next guy or killing the first four and dying from the fifth guy. Um, right. And eventually I just got to the point where I wasn't getting enough experience killing them. So I had to lower the difficulty just to get through it. And I hated myself every time I killed one of them. I was like, no, this isn't on the hardest difficulty. You this felt like count. you didn't earn it? Huh? Yeah. You felt like you didn't earn no, it? No, yeah, I felt like I didn't earn it. And then as soon yeah. as I got done, I got back to the ship. I turned the difficulty up and went to the next place. And I'm fighting stormtroopers, you know, who, mm-hmm. you know, and like I got the double-sided lightsaber, which is dope, which was pretty anticlimactic randomly just walk up to a, a, a I'm like oh cool I'm gonna change the color of my lightsaber again and then no he just fucked with some shit and now there's an emitter on the other side I'm like oh okay that's not that cool but a lot of the reveals in the game feel a little anticlimactic like it's you know it, it I mean it is what it is yeah no it's I'm not mad cool at it you're able to it's do dope. it but like, like I you think like I can choose yeah. if I'm using one side or both you know um it is super helpful having both to block multiple blaster bolts and shit. And um, I definitely was having more fun against the stormtroopers on the hardest difficulty and figuring out the puzzle and like when to attack them and shit. Um, I just felt like those fucking Zabrak are just way too difficult. Like it's unrealistic to have to fight more than one of them when one of them can kill you in two hits or in one really big hit for the most part. And I think I just made, I think the mistake I made was I went to Dathomir too soon. I should have gone to the other place, fought the easier guys, leveled up, and got more life and more force, and then gone and fought the fought the guys on Dathomir. But, um, but I'm having fun. I haven't been playing it. Yeah. You know, like like uh, I agreed to come to Travis's and uh, dog sit for them because you know I I owe them. Like I just I can't tell Travis and Cecily no. I would if if I had nothing going on, which I didn't. Um, but. Like, I'm not going to sit here and lie and say that I wouldn't rather be playing, uh, you know, Fallen Order right now at home. Um, but uh, it is what it is. No, but yeah, man, it's a fun game. And, uh, I, you know, once I get further along in the story, we'll talk about it more and I'll give Hell you yeah. my thoughts as someone who's playing through it. And then I'll do the same thing with Squadrons when I come back to that. And uh, I'm probably not going to play Squadrons a whole lot while I'm playing Fallen Order. So if you don't have a joystick yet and you want to borrow mine, 
when you're gonna drop off those uh, figures, let me know, and I'll let you borrow my Logitech if you'd rather, rather than buying. Shoot, I'm gonna let you know. I'm just super curious to try it with a joystick. Yeah, and I'm not sure if I mean I'm. Sh- it should. It's a Logitech. It should just work for Xbox, PC, PlayStation. But in the event that it doesn't, you know, what it is. Well, what I can I can play Squadrons on Xbox Play anywhere on my PC too. Oh, nice, perfect. Yeah. So then it, it should work. Uh, but yeah, just let me know, and I'll, I'll bring that with me. Sick, dude. I might take you up on that. Yeah, man. Well, on that note, man, uh, if uh, no, you're not following it. our Instagram, unless there's something else <laughs> you want to say, if you're not following yeah. our Instagram, uh, you should definitely do so. Spencer, he will be putting his own uh, comic designs, like uh, you heard in the beginning of this, of his own little like thin style, maybe Tim Burton-esque um, comic designs up there, as well as other things like memes and trivia and facts and, and quick reference timelines that are very useful if you remember that they're there. Um, <laughs> like me who <laughs> didn't use it. <laughs> um, check us out. Uh, they're only legends at Instagram. Uh, we have a Twitter only legends pod. Uh, I don't know what you're posting on there, but you know, I just retweet other people retweeting other people. Yeah. It's a solid thing to do. Send us comments, questions, suggestions, all that good shit. Send it to us. Uh, they're only legends at gmail.com. Um, let us know. There was something I wanted to say earlier and it's gone now. So if I remember, I'll have you, uh, post it on Instagram, but it was basically like getting, asking people for, oh yeah. Do you want you, the listeners, do you want us to review the books earlier in their shelf life, uh, before everyone else has, so you can listen to them without reading them? Or do you want us to wait so you can read them and then hear our thoughts? Let us know which one to do. Cause then it will help us figure out like if I, if we're going to buy these books, do we crunch them out to get the content out? Or do we have some time to read them? Uh, and, um, well, I'll probably, you know, you should probably post something about that on Instagram or Twitter. Cause, um, yeah, we got I'll, a I'll lot a of people out there. interacting with the last, uh, with that four by four. Yeah. Which was really yeah, I'll, nice. I'll post something out there and ask some opinions and see what people want to hear. Yeah. So yeah, those are our socials. Um, those other podcasts and stuff that you can go listen to that I'm on, but fuck that one. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Shit, man. But anything else we want to plug? Nah, man. Uh, yeah, like you said, I'm going to be posting some artwork, some original artwork uh, coming up on the Instagram too. And um, I've been kind of taking a break over the holidays. Haven't been posting as much uh, of like the daily stuff, but I'm going to start getting back into outlining all my posts for the week and, and making sure that we got uh, consistent content coming out there. So yeah, definitely go ahead over and check out our Instagram. That's kind of the hub of the show's social media presence. Yeah. Um, yeah other than that man i'm i'm good all right cool man yeah and uh look for thursday theory coming out just a little hint as what it is it's my version of the force awakens what i think it should be so with that being said thanks for listening uh another good solid ep like nice nice and nice and long long boy all right until next week may the force be with you peace